welcome to the January 29th edition of One Nation Radio here on Lords of Pain. I am your host, Rich Lado, and of course, I'm here with my co-host, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Shenanigans, man. Shenanigans. <laughs> it has been a hell of a week uh, since we last talked to you guys here uh, last Tuesday. The whole world's changed, apparently, James. I, I, I guess. I guess. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> so we had the Royal Rumble happen over the weekend, NXT TakeOver. Uh, a lot of great matches, uh, you know, between the two shows. And, of course, we had our Royal Rumble winners. Uh, Seth Rollins won the men's Royal Rumble. Becky Lynch won the women's Royal Rumble. Uh, what were your uh, overall thoughts on the? I I know I did like just a quick immediate reaction, which is over on the Soul Suplex Podcast Network, um, just driving in the car. But what was your reaction uh, to the Royal Rumble? Yeah, um, I, this was not a bad show. Um, I would if you asked me to give it, you know, two thumbs up or two thumbs down or anything in between, I'd probably give it one thumb up. Um. Uh, the the rumbles weren't the, the rumbles were lacking um but they got the winners right and ultimately that's all that matters so congratulations you didn't fuck up yeah um, um i mean and, all, and also it's two years in a row they didn't fuck up so that's that's like real pro- real progress real golf claps. But, and yeah, when, you, when so. you think about it that was the last royal rumble of this decade james and they have struggled <laughs> All throughout this decade with this event, it getting hijacked. Uh, Daniel Bryan essentially being, you know, one of the signature performers without really ever being in a, a rumble uh, worth a damn. <laughs> Roman Reigns, uh, you know, had that big run of like four straight Royal Rumbles, either in like the final three or two. He only won one, but he ended up main eventing WrestleMania every single year anyway. Yeah, let's see. Okay, so 2014 he finishes second. 2015 he wins. 2016 he finishes third. 2017 he finishes. He ends up uh, second. Second, second, and then uh, last year he ended up second as well. Correct. Like it's probably the it's probably the best five year stretch of Rumble of Rumble history. Yeah, yeah including Austin winning two back to back. Yeah, um, yeah, just. Uh... I, I like the uh, the men's Royal Rumble, the fact that they uh, brought out all the guys that could really, really wrestle in the middle of the um, uh, Royal Rumble, basically showing yeah. that they're, they have a very deep bullpen uh, of actual talented guys rather than, you know, the non-wrestling motherfuckers they they try to uh you know push on so many occasions um so i was happy to see that and they did get the they you know the royal Rumble winners was were not booed um (laughs) they were what the people wanted and it seems like wwe is like kind of self-aware here um i like the oscar and becky lynch match a lot uh it was just really fast and really explosive uh the i i think they should have probably swapped the um wwe championship match and the tag team match i would have put that on after the royal rumble um but that wasn't the case and that match was uh way better than it had like any right to be um the the shane and miz and bar deal i thought it was just gonna be a total train wreck but it wasn't it was you know kind of a fun moment i love the atmosphere for chase field uh they got to do more like unique um setups like that like as far as like on pay-per-view where it just doesn't look like the same ass stage that they do every year and them coming out of the dugout was a really nice touch that they added on um Sasha and Ronda was really intense and physical and it was kind of like 
it was it was real grimy you know to <laughs> to say the least it, it was like a it was a battle of submissions so but there were like portions of that match i didn't know what i was watching but <laughs> it was yeah, yeah what, what'd you think of, of that one yeah i i think that I think that it was sloppy at points, but the sloppiness combined with the tip intensity made it feel like um, I can almost give like a I can turn on my mind and think of like, well, this is a heated contest between two people trying to kick each other's ass. So I can forget. So so in my mind is like, of course, things are sloppy because in a real fight, things get sloppy. Um, so uh, that's kind of, uh, you know, we talk about, like, fortuitous bumps or whatever else, like Undertaker laying on his head at WrestleMania 25 with a cameraman spot or whatever else. But um, so things to add to match or um, – but that to me, like, that really didn't – any of the slappiness didn't take – didn't, like, um, bother me compared to, like, the slappiness in the Bailey match on Monday. But um, but I thought I thought it was a good match overall. Um, I – I kind of felt like there was a lot of teasing over the last two days with like the four horsewomen, um, and them throwing up, you know, um, throwing their setup. Yeah, 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 throwing up their gang signs on on, on Ronda. Um, so, <laughs> uh, and then you think like you know maybe there's like, I mean, if if they're pushing really 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 hard for there to be a horseman versus horsewoman match, and um, there uh, there's space for it. Obviously, people want to see that, but. I don't know when they get to do that because, like, if I mean, if Shane is gonna st- still be champion in NXT, then like, when are we ever gonna get this match? Yeah. Like, is the earliest we can get this match like Survivor Series? But whatever. Um, yeah, I thought, um, I thought that the matches on the card that weren't the Rumble, um, I, I don't really think there was a single bad match on the card. So like, I, I give it. I, I mean non-rumble matches like non-women's rumble match i think every match on there would be like it wasn't bad and honestly even the women's rumble like once becky got involved everything flipped up um yeah because like a lot of it through that purposeless midway through that royal rumble it was like 1995 it was like it was awful just just bum after bum after bum after bum like coming in the ring yeah, or like just just useless heat. Like, oh, Naomi does a great escape, and then like Mandy throws her ass off. Why? Because we got to get her some heat. Because I don't know. Yeah, about I don't that. know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I. I... What do you think of the uh, the Brian and AJ match? That one like died a death seemingly in front of that crowd. Yeah, it was. It was. Um... Okay, so. We're going to, uh, this is one match that I think people are going to, you know, are going to because of the crowd reaction are going to go back and watch it and be like that match wasn't as bad as I thought initially watching it. But, or, or let me phrase it until <laughs> until Rowan comes out there and you're just like, oh, what the fuck, bro? Like, I I was just watched it and I was like, <laughs> I was just in disbelief and it's just more of like this is what we traded uh daniel bryan in for i i can't believe this and it's just it's not a great idea so um, it, it was so it was so uninspiring like random ass guy shows up in the middle of a championship of a world championship match and then all of a sudden the ref goes out with how convenient right how convenient that he just gets you know in the wrong position and just catches a boot to the mouth so he's out and he goes in there immediately hits him with his move or hits him with uh, his uh, whatever move or whatever else. And then he, and then Brian makes a pin. And I, I, I thought that 
I thought that was like, okay, so we're adding Eric Rowan into the fold. Because, you know, I guess that's the spice of life. I I, I guess that Eric Rowan makes everything better. I I, yeah. I didn't know it was Larry's season, season salt. I had no idea. No idea. One match I think that rock though, that, that Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar match, I really enjoyed that. Yes. And I, yeah. you know, was advocating for, for Balor to win the championship, rooting like hell for him. Thought he had a chance. He wrestled it like you know it was it was about to happen, and then he got snatched with the uh, Kimura. And I think Lesnar looked uh, good in this match. And you know this is just another reminder, like when Brock wants to wrestle, Brock is awesome. So yep, <laughs> um, yep. But and and the, uh, so after watching this that match, and like this, it made me think of um, WrestleMania 33, where the Hardys come out. And they haven't been around for a decade, right? And like the crowd loses it. And I remember Jeremy, who was in attendance live, said, "I'm said like it felt like as if um, the Hardys got everything that the crowd had left to give." And then they, and then Rollins and Triple H go out there and have that well wrestled professional wrestling match that Chad thinks is like this classic, but it's like, okay. If you say so, if you think Seth Rollins doing that, doing that wax selling is, is, is the heat in these streets, fine, Chad, whatever. I know that's your guy, but damn. <laughs> so, um, so if you, if it made me think of that of, on the lines of maybe there really is something to you put the hottest thing or the biggest surprise on and then like a, on a show that's super long, the crowd is going to have a point to where they're just exhausted and they're going to need either time to recharge or they're just going to be completely tapped out. And that's something. And, and luckily, in, in both cases, immediately after, Brock Lesnar went out there and did a sprint and it was exciting. So maybe the idea should be. Maybe we put Brock on it, after it. Maybe not, maybe not that, but if you're going to go after something that's going to, like, you know, get a bunch of MG5 out of the crowd on a long show. Maybe you should think of doing a sprint right after. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I and I don't mean like Bludgeon Brothers at WrestleMania 33. I mean like <laughs> like, like a, a like match a match a match that actually has a back and forth, not just not you know, a match that actually has a back and forth thing. You don't know who's going to win or whatever else, and exciting, like that sort of thing. Because I think if they did the you know a Kyrie Sane, um, Shayna Baszler. Uh, Brooklyn three type match, or not Brooklyn three, uh, but um, War Games type match. You know, or just a sprint of just awesomeness for like ten minutes or so. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that would have kept the crowd, or that would have got the crowd back into it, and like uh, almost like as opposed to w- they wrestled and you just like they're wrestling like the, like and to let us all know in a, in, a, in the type of intensity and type of pace it, to let us all know that like they're going twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt watching them at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I know they're going twenty minutes, right? And uh, the men's Royal Rumble, I uh, and the women's for for that matter, it was not loaded, overloaded with nostalgia and legends and everything like that. This was yeah. about the future, seemingly. So, um, Dolph Ziggler and Andrade, for some reason, are in the final four. So Andrade steals a final four appearance. Uh, Ziggler was in third to last, and um, I, I, you know it. I, I like seeing seeing the rumble this year. Um, I I think I gave it like three point seven five. Uh, the men's rumble, the women. I think I gave that one like two and three quarters, just because that first part was just atrocious. Um, and oh, I, oh, you, oh, you mean the part where like they 
Oh my god! Like the part where they start off with Lacey Evans and Lacey Evans fucks up every single thing she tries to do, <laughs> and yeah, and then, then they bring in Casey Catanzaro, who look, I've, I've seen, I've seen, I saw the mix, the May Young classic. I saw her in there with Rhea Ripley. I saw her in there um, with uh, Rene Gonzalez. Two people that you know, or one person in particular, that's like green, green as all hell, and. She was great against those two, and then I see her in there with, with Alicia Fox, who has been with the company for over a decade, and she fucked everything up with her too. Um, so yeah, I, it was definitely real hit and miss out there. Like it was pretty much like there was a point where like either Kyrie and Charlotte all came in together, and it was like, thank God, <laughs> thank God, please, thank, thank you, Charlotte, thank you, thank you, Ho Chan for saving us, thank you. So um, I, I have my. And I think I'm going to start doing this uh, with the Royal Rumbles uh, from now on. I have my conspiracy paper on theory match observations thread. So I'm going to go through it here. James, did you get a chance to catch this yet? Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't. Uh, I, let's hear this. Okay. Maybe, maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. Let, let's let's hear. I'll hear along with the audience, I guess. Okay. So um, the eliminations uh, first was Charlotte with five. And second place uh-huh. were Braun and Drew with four each. The monsters were monsters. Not a single black male wrestler got a single elimination. The only NXT woman to get any eliminations was Rhea Ripley with three. Remember, she's tall. And she's tall and blonde. Yes. Andrade eliminated Randy Orton, getting revenge for 2018 when Orton eliminated Andrade. That's cool. Lashley. No, there's no way they thought of that, though. But yeah, there's no way they thought of that. (laughs) Lashley, Xavier Woods, and Titus O'Neil were in for a combined 21 seconds. Natalia is now the all-time time holder in the Women's Royal Rumble by breaking Sasha's 54 minutes last year with 56 minutes. Charlotte eliminated the number one and 30 competitor. Seth Rollins went 43 minutes in the match, but spent much of it on the outside. Ember Moon. So much of it. Yes. If, if this, there's another thing about this, right? Maybe we'll talk about it. But, like, if that performance had been... That performance is, like, very similar to some of these Roman performances in these Rumbles. Like, at like the 15 or the 16 Rumbles, like, they just took you out for stretches or whatever, and, like, and you did nothing to actually validate the fact that, like, you could have possibly won this year. You were just out there just laying around. Like, almost like when Jericho in 2017, when he called himself, like, he was a 61-minute man, and he called himself, his like, jokingly, because he knew he just sit there and laid around in the ring. Yep. And, like, he laid, and the same thing is, Seth just laid around outside the ring after getting laid out. Speaking of that, Ember Moon went 52 minutes and eliminated the same amount of people as me. Um <laughs> Every woman but Liv Morgan, who was out in eight seconds, was in for at least four minutes and 48 seconds. That person being Zia Lee. Five men spent less than 30 seconds in the Royal Rumble. The two oldest competitors were the first two eliminated, Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle. Actually, we got to pause right there. This yep, motherfucker. I was, I was just about to say, they made sure to get Jeff Jarrett the fuck out of Dodge before Kurt Angle showed up. This man, Jeff Jarrett, has 
this man was upset that we're only naming the award after him, James. The Jeff Jarrett Finesser of the Year. This man is back in a vengeance. This man finessed his way into the Royal Rumble. This man finessed his way into getting a promo during the Royal Rumble. Finessed his way into a backstage job with WWE. An appearance on Monday Night Raw. Bruh. He's, he's the ultimate finesser, and when he came out, my phone was blowing up. Thank you, everybody that was reaching out to me. It made me feel good uh, that y'all that y'all realized, you know, the, the level of scamming that has gone on with Jeff Jarrett uh, out here. They were they were tagging me in that stuff, too. Just, like, I was able to just, like, put, doing pay-per-views, I'm just keep my phone down and just away, and I just, you know. But I, look, I understand that people like those those Jerry Lawler, Memphis, uh, Nashville, Tennessee punches or whatever else. But, like, people don't actually throw punches that look like that in real life. Like, I understand, like, it's a great-looking working punch. But, it's like, a this, great ain't punch. 19, this, ain't, this ain't 1995. You don't you don't swing at somebody from da- from your damn hip. Like, you don't pull the punch <laughs> out, of your, out, of your, out of your pocket, out of your side pocket. Like, chill on talking about how good his punches look. Focus on the fact that this dude's wash has no business being in his fucking rumble. How about that? Why did they have him come out wearing the, the, the Chippendale joint? <sighs> Bro, somebody said Grandpa was wearing the bondage uniform out there. So, oh my God. Uh, I think it was Vinny Verheide that said that. Um, so Damn it, Vinny. I've got some more. So, in the, in the two matches Final Fours, Raw had a 5-3 advantage on the amount of competitors among the eight. SmackDown's three representatives were Charlotte, Becky, and Andrade. Okay. Andrade was the last SmackDown man standing. Nia was the last Raw woman standing. Both Royal Rumbles came down to competitors on the same brand in the final two. SmackDown had 11 men and 9 women compete in the Rumble matches. Raw had 15 wrestlers, 14 men, and 1 woman in the men's match, and 12 women in their Rumble. Drew McIntyre... Go yeah, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Drew McIntyre didn't eliminate a single person from Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins didn't eliminate a single person from SmackDown. Sonya was the only SmackDown woman to be eliminated by a Raw woman, which is Alexa. Three women went over 50 minutes in the same match. I'd have to check, but that sounds like a rarity or first time ever that three people went for 50 minutes Who in a 50 rumble. People? Who were the people that went 50? Uh, Natalia, Ember Moon, and Charlotte. So they basically said we threw a lot of people that had no business being out here in front of in front of company. Can you please help? Like try to you know not have them embarrass us. Yes, they tried their best, but you know they Ember, Natalia, and Charlotte they tried their best. And I remember when when um, Natalia came out uh, second, I was like, see, they had her come out there because it's somebody that can actually work. And then they. And then Lacey Evans still couldn't get anything done. Nothing. With, right, right. Like think of think of how Natty got Nikki through uh those matches in two in like the end of 2017. Or beginning of 2017, end of 2016, right? Talked to through all those matches. You can hear you can hear her at points on the microphone be caught up after she'd taken bumps uh both in her own double down where Nikki or Natty's telling Nikki, good job. And and you know, now we gotta <laughs> move on to the next thing or whatever else. That she's literally like a coach in the ring in ring general, right? And can't even can't even do, can't even get Lacey to do anything right. What a, she can get better still in time, but that was a real bad first impression. Yeah. Um not it, Chief. Uh, but 
Okay, so are we gonna talk? Are we gonna talk about the fact that like uh, the Nia Jax thing? Are we gonna talk about that? Sure. Um, I don't think I've ever asked you about it. What are your thoughts on the on the the intergender wrestling thing? I've watched intergender wrestling before. Like, um, uh, the thing for me is that the the people in general, from what I can tell, um, people that watch wrestling, a hardcore. They're fine with it because they've seen it a million times. Mm-hmm. But for a quote-unquote general audience or people that are um, barely holding on to the rope, it's almost like a it's almost like a thing where like that can be a, a last straw for you. Uh, so, for example, when Pinto and Lucha Underground fought the the Black Lotus uh, Triad or whatever, which was really just Kyrie, Mayu, and Io. Um, in a match for like a forty minute match, or whatever it was, and she and he broke two of her, two of their arms, um, broke Kyrie and Mayu's arms. Like, it was a great match. On it was a great match, or whatever else, a great gauntlet thing, or whatever. Else. However, like their viewership dropped off a cliff immediately after that. Mm-hmm. Now, for, and like for me, and, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, now for me, like I. I always watch um, wrestling kind of as like another like major league sport, essentially. So mm-hmm. I, I treat it like I would the NBA or college uh, basketball or anything like that. And in, in those sports, in tennis, you know, I have no desire to see the men compete with the women. And it's kind of like the same like feeling for me here. It's like I'm not going to knock anyone that enjoys it or anything because I know that's a huge like thing right now out there. But me personally, I, I just don't have any interest in it. Uh, yeah, I'm. it's not something I'm going out of my way to go see. Um, like if it's on or whatever else on a, on a show that, I'm, that I've watched or whatever else, like, yeah, I'll look at like um, we've seen some black level pro shows with like um, Jordan Grace fighting. Right. Um, uh, Ethan, Ethan Page. Page, right? Yeah, right. So, like, if it's on there, okay, cool. Um, but like, I have a thing about like, I don't want. I, I really don't want to see any strikes. I don't really want to see a man striking a woman. Mm-hmm. And like, if they're wrestling, okay, that's one thing. Um, I don't want to see a man strike a woman. And also, like, I prefer. And this is me. Like, if you're if you're gonna be a man and a woman, like. Damn what the situation is like the woman unless like the woman is burned down this man's like house or and killed and murdered mass murder people like the woman is the is the or baby face or, or she's 99.9999999 remaining percent of the time for me um unless it's so, stephanie <laughs> oh god yeah so um so for me like that's kind of like where i'm in on it like it, people can like what they like but for me it's just kind of like if you want to go this route okay but a lot of people aren't, you know, there's a precedent, there's a precedent to look at for whether or not people actually in, in general are into this thing or there's a turnoff until a lot of people's a turnoff. Mm-hmm. Um, now the thing for me was <sighs> Dolph Ziggler super sidekick this one in the, in the face. And, and, and Ray Mysterio, Ray Mysterio w- one of the best baby faces of the last 25 years was beating up a woman. Double, 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 double neater in the face or double shinder <laughs> in the face, whatever you want to call it. And it's like, okay, so let's, let's do, let's do this. If, if Dolph had done those things, had, had done that, or Ray had done that to um, a woman outside of the company, they'd be released, released immediately. Right. Um, so like, 
the arcade the arcade doesn't bother me as much because that's a stupid goofy wrestling hole but like can we just not do strikes whatever else and like it also is nothing was like yeah you know we all don't like naya da 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 and it's it's a cheap pop but like she already paid off the pop when ronda or um, when becky, becky eliminated eliminated yeah. her it's like it's almost as if they decided to do the injury thing where she shoves her off the off the stairs and hurts becky's knee so that she gets heat back so that we can get we can pay off that heat an hour later or two hours later. Yeah, and it's like okay. I mean, if if y'all got to go through all that, then like, I don't know, man. Like, and then you see what she did at uh on Raw. Yep, uh, and I and we'll you know we're we're running a little like you know yeah long here, but um, I, I guess the best way to, yeah, I guess the best way to put it is like there are no easy answers for this, and like we're gonna see where the line is and. Um, I, I think the I I I think the line uh, for most people are like it's before uh, where they're headed. Like I think they might push too far. I, I I'm 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 yeah. I'm, but we'll see. We'll see. So we're gonna cover uh, our thoughts on NXT over on the Social Suplex Podcast Network and all that. I guess this yeah. is a good time to bring up um, the fact that uh, we got a Patreon page started now. So if you guys would like to support uh, the show, One Nation Radio, we're co- going to be coming out with a lot of premium content there. Uh, we have a $1 tier, which is kind of like a thank you tier. You might get like a bonus random show uh, throughout the month or instant reviews of, of things there, uh, as well as um, a 5 dollars here which would get you uh, my exclusive podcast which is goldberg the road to 173 and oh i will be going through the goldberg streak it is patreon.com slash one nation radio i would love for you guys to check it out um and everything like that but um yeah road to 173 and oh, i was working on the first episode today james it is amazing <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess we should just get to what we came here for, what you guys come here for every week, um, and appreciate all you guys listening. Uh, Monday Night Raw, uh, it was in Phoenix, Arizona, which is uh, the same place uh, the Royal Rumble was, and we opened up with Seth Rollins coming out first. Uh, he got a good reaction from the crowd. Cole ran down the story of Rollins winning the Royal Rumble. He got some big You Deserve It chance. He was really over in the building. And then Rollins pointed up at the sign. Uh, and, of course, it was WWE becoming self-aware of the meme. So that means it is over now, everybody. <laughs> um, so Rollins uh, built up pointing at the sign. And uh, he looked like he wanted to cry. He was so happy. Uh, and he weighed challenging uh, Dan Bryan and Brock fans sounded a lot more into the Rollins versus Lesnar match. Uh, They chanted, take his belt. Uh, Fans obviously don't know that the word belt has been banned on in this company uh, (laughs) and all that. And, but Rollins said he was going to weigh his options. And all of a sudden triple H's music hit. Um, The, NXT chants broke out because every time we see Triple H, we have to greet him with those. Uh, He says, uh, Uncle Uncle Paul. Yep. So, uh, Triple H got in the mic and said, I'm glad you lived the dream and pointed at the sign. That's why I came out here and I challenged you to bring back Seth Rollins because I've known that dream. You get emotional and it makes me emotional. I've always seen it in you and that's why I challenged you and I'm proud of that. Triple H legit sounded choked up here and ain't no way that he's that good of an actor. So, <laughs> um, the Rumble, he said the Rumble was designed to test men. Uh, he said there was 30 of the best athletes in there, and we found out who the one is, and the one is Seth freaking Rollins. He was putting this man over 
large uh, at this point. Um, he said, now you have a choice, just like Becky Lynch has the same decision. She'll make her decision tomorrow, so he thought. Um, <laughs> you need to make yours here tonight. You know how fast this machine moves. We need to know, and I need you to decide by the end of the night. Daniel Bryan's going to be here. Brock's going to be here. And I need to tell me whose ass you're going to kick at WrestleMania. And then the Slay the Beast chance ran from the rafters, uh, rang, rang down from the rafters. Then all of a sudden... I thought Scott Steiner was in the building, but it was not. It was Dean Ambrose, the man who's been pretty much the subject of the last day uh, in the internet wrestling community and pretty much all over as he's made it clear that he's not going to be re-signing with WWE when his contract expires in April. Uh, that puts Ambrose on the open market and on a world tour, uh, possibly, you know, before, uh, you know, committing to anyone. So... Ambrose, uh, and we'll, we'll get to that uh, in just a second, but uh, Ambrose says, the father-son shtick you guys are doing makes me sick. When we were riding around Florida making 500 bucks, he didn't believe in you. Uh, we said that we were going to get rid of him, and he tried to stop us. He switched to Triple H. Uh, he called Rollins a, uh, a kiss-ass and everything like that. Triple H said, really? You're going to go down the brother route? You know, what about that brother that you turned on the same night? Uh, or, you, excuse me, this is a brother you've turned on. Your other brother, you turned on him the same night that he had. He announced that he had leukemia. And, of course, bring that up again. And Ambrose told Triple H. Yeah, it's also convenient. Of, it's also really convenient to Triple H, the guy who has crossed literally every single person he's, he's ever, ever been. partnered with. Uh, to talk about somebody crossing over brothers. Okay, sure. Yeah. Whatever, guy. Yep, and with Triple H, uh, Ambrose told him that he wasn't involved in this, and Seth's never been able to beat him without bullshit, fact. Um, <laughs> and Triple H walks out, but uh, Ambrose said uh, he had to ask him if he had to ask permission from his father-in-law. The whole crowd chanted, yes, he does. Before we get to Rollins and Ambrose, I guess we've got to talk about it here. Dean Ambrose, gone. What do you make of all this, James? Because I know we had a conversation earlier on today. It was just like, this dude, this would not have happened 10 years ago. This is a different climate in WWE and in the wrestling industry. This guy just walked away from a raise, a new contract, and a company that he's almost done it all in. Except, you know, two times, two different times where he could have been the man. And they said no. He wasn't allowed. Well, according to Dave Finishell, there's a 50% chance of work anyway, so I don't know how much you really want to delve into this one. So should, should we go off should we go off of you know their press releases and their in the media reporting? I mean, or should we go I mean, off I mean, or should we go off the or should we go off the whims of a lunatic? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean if they're they're working ESPN and other legit uh news news outlets, that will probably look bad for them. So this is not a work. Um <laughs> this is you know, if you are in denial over wrestling uh news reporting and everything like that, this is a really bad week for you. And you know, I, I think people were saying it's a work trying to hold on to something, but Yeah. Like how long have we known that Seth was gonna win the rumble? Yeah, how, how many months? <laughs> like Rollins and and Lesnar have been locked in forever. Like um, since like almost like since Roman like like left to go fight for his life, pretty much. Almost as long as that we've known that uh, Seth is now the plan. Anyway, um, so 
yeah, I. It, it, it's really, it's really almost um, shocking that a person that, um, for most of his career, if not all of it, has had a plan and a direction, regardless of whether or not the plan and direction was actually compelling or entertaining or um, brought any type of value to the company. But he's somebody that always has something to do, which is saying a lot more than like eighty percent of the people um, on the roster, and you know he's he's been a w, he, he's a Grand Slam winner. And and he's also like in a Hall of Fame faction, and and you know now he's gone, or he's out, or he's about to be out of here. And it's kind of it's it's a uh, it's kind of surprising that somebody that's that's um he felt like a lifer. That's best I can put it. He felt like a lifer, and then like he and whenever it was done or whatever. It, uh, he would retire and you say, I stayed with this company for X number of years. I felt like he was in that, he was in that type of position and apparently not like he's creatively frustrated. Yeah. Um, and apparently he apparently, hates the hokey shit that we all hate. Yeah. Apparently, yeah and apparently like before that does all the hokey shit. And like a lot of that stuff, he actually care. He actually made work for him, like Mr. Plant, for example. Yeah. And and apparently, while that was happening, it was it, he didn't like it. And you know, it, it it's, it's something easy to say when it's something easy to say, but like you just can't. Apparently, you just can't put a price tag on happiness or or whatever else. And, and you know, this is said WWE, to not be about have, the money. Huh? And this is said to not be about the money. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like you can't. Uh, so, you know, the creative thing—it just wasn't—it just wasn't working for him. So he apparently he wants through. And I mean, who knows? Maybe we don't know if he's going to wrestle somewhere else. We don't know if he's just flat out just sick of the business and is burnt out and wants to go home. Um, and but just sticking around just around his contract. But um, you know, wherever he does, wherever he goes, like I, or whatever he doesn't. Whatever or whatever, like he entertained me more times than not. So I, I wish him the best. Whatever he does, yeah. Um, I think, and I also hope one day he comes back. And I think Ambrose is going to um, spark a lot of conversation this week on exactly what his contributions were and everything like that. Like you know, but with Ambrose at the start of 2015 and 2016, he was hotter than the sun. They said no both times to him and kicked the can down the road. He never recovered. And he got handed some of the most God awful booking of the decade. Um, for the second that the shield split, he lost his first nine pay-per-view matches still remained over for yep. much of this time. Uh, he performed rehab on Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns' fan support more than not more times. Than I can count. They made him wacky Dean yep. Ambrose. They did the Mr. Plant stuff. They made him win belts after his momentum was gone. They yep. stuck him with Baron Corbin at WrestleMania 33 and had him not make they the main ma- show. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. They made the champion. They made the champion 2016 uh, as a transition, as a way to get out of uh, the mess that that Roman made with the, with the PED suspension. And then, and then they made him literally a transition to get AJ. Like he was champion, he, or through two pay per views. And he made the two interviews and then he dropped the belt and then he had a great feud on pay per view with uh with with AJ and then from there he went to Miz he was good with Miz and then like he they went back to Raw and they had them formal Raw. Um, 
he had the whole Brock Lesnar debacle at WrestleMania 32 where Brock didn't want to do shit. Yep. They had the Forsaken yep. Austin interview, which, you know, if if you want a smoking gun on this Ambrose thing, uh, that would be it. Because, you know, a lot of people, you know, felt like Austin was being fed a lot of those lines. They asked Ambrose a lot of uncomfortable questions, stuff he clearly didn't want to talk about regarding his personal life, his family and things of that uh, nature. Uh, this is not a shock that this guy is out of here. This, like, I woke up. I was like, this makes perfect sense. Um, whether he ends up in all elite wrestling or ring of honor or on that world tour, uh, like I mentioned, he's going to continue to make an impact on the business should he choose. Um, because he's a talented guy. Yeah. And honestly, anyone that's had a lengthy, a tenure of some length in WWE has a gripe with, because they, 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 they screw up everybody. Dozens of people. (laughs) Yeah. Like think about like who could, Aside from maybe Brock Lesnar, who 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 doesn't have a gripe? Roman has plenty of gripes. They put Roman in one night. They bust his head uh, at WrestleMania last year. So, yeah, they're, they're, even even him gets is messed up. Uh, you know, and uh, I mean, I, I I mean, now that there's so, somewhere else to go, of, now now that there's someone else to go, you we're seeing it with let with wrestlers left and right with their contracts and everything. This is not the same landscape that it has been. Keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there is that, but like, I don't want to. I don't think necessarily we need to go into that until like we find out something. There's actually a connection with them. I mean, obviously, it's there with with Jericho or whatever else. And but I think I think you know right now, let's just focus on the fact that like we had this dude that's 33 years old was already has made a million dollars in a year before in WWE several Probably times. More, uh, yeah, a few times, and just is like I want out, and like <laughs> it's not out like, and there's no like, there's no word at least not yet of where he wants to go or if he actually wants to go somewhere. Just he just wants out. Like let's focus on that, and then like we can talk about the other stuff whenever it, whenever like dominoes start to fall, if they even do fall. Maybe you know there's a possibility he could just be like, you know, like I rehabbed and bust my ass to get back. And look what I was getting for my direction um, after I almost died. I think that I need to do other things with my life. And also keep in mind, like this, this dude is like, you've seen that dude put a freaking uh, saw uh, or, or run a blade across his head like in, in these in these matches. He might just be done throwing his head against the ground. He might just be done. I doubt it. So, <laughs> um, Rollins and Ambrose then had a match um, <laughs> on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> uh, Rollins was on him quick uh, with the rights, and he was shining real early. Uh, no wallet chain for Dean uh, tonight. Uh, so, Rollins uh, dragged him all over the ring, and Dean cut him <laughs> off. Uh, all the action was really good, actually, on this match. Dean broke out in STF, which I hadn't seen him previously use. They were wrestling at a way faster pace than their TLC match. Um so Rollins from there, uh, you know, they, they went to break, came back. Rollins had a dive and a high fly flow, but he missed. Uh, Ambrose did a lot of my straw cradle for two. Uh, Seth got a buckle bomb uh, and a super kick, and then he gave him the stomp, and Dean Ambrose flipped over like he was Shawn Michaels um, or The Rock sell- selling the stunner. This was a I'm leaving the territory uh, type sell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I will make a mockery of this. And, and you know, Seth Rollins beat him clean. One, two, three. Um, I was like, wow. 
I was, and, and I think, you know, in our, um, our, our social suplex group chat, I was like, wow, they're really trying to get Ambrose out of here based on his lackluster performance at the Royal Rumble, then this, and then all of a sudden, Nia Jax. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what happened? That commercial break, so, Nia Jax shows up and interrupts him. Yeah, so Dean was in the Ambrose. Uh, Dean was in the ring at first, and he said, there's something serious. Don't be a jerk. And when I signed with WWE, and he didn't get to get the rest out, Nia's music came out. Uh, Nia and Tamina came out, and Nia Jax had a stare down with Dean Ambrose, and they were selling out to each other for whatever reason. Uh, Dean t- turned to Tamina, and then Nia clubbed him in the back of the neck, and then the geeks were there in an instant. I've never seen them show up faster. Um, the crowd was chanting, let them fight like savages. And... <laughs> <laughs> and hey, James, I just had one question. Why did Renee get up and go help? Renee don't want no smoke with Naya. <laughs> you know that. What 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 if Renee gonna do? This what is it like think about it. That's like if um like seriously, just think like okay, so we got this announcing she's all the announcers are geeks, right? Right. What's she gonna do? What's she supposed to do with a wrestler? Prove her except love. Let's not forget the. Let's not forget the piss slapped out of her. Hey, she needed to go prove prove her love. So, that, um, we, we, <laughs> look. Um, we bought this equality, you know. Okay, if you if you bought this equality, then I guess yeah, I guess love you must prove. But typically speaking, I don't really see too much of that prove your love stuff. I see. Uh, I see. Normally in that situation, it's. Uh, never mind. I'm not even gonna get into that. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move uh, on. So we had Alexa and Mickey versus Tamina and Nia in a tag team elimination champion uh, elimination chamber qualifying match. Uh, Alexa had the arm drag roll through. Uh, that was actually a cool move she did, and my feed dropped, but came back and Alexa did her moonsault knees. Tamina took the heat after Mickey started hitting uh, the moves on Tamina. With a Hurricanrana, Nia gave a double Samoan drop um, to finish them both off. And Alexa rolled off, of course, avoiding the contact. Um, <laughs> and and Mickey was the one that got pinned. They went back to Kurt Angle did, in the back. Do you like how Alexa literally just placed herself on top of Mickey? Do you like that? As opposed to she got grabbed and put on top. She just got, just jumped on top. Just, just Yay! Piggyback ride! Uh, so Kurt Angle was in the back he had to explain why he wanted to fight Baron Corbin they never crossed paths in the Royal Rumble by the way Um, they they, they brought out um, they ended up bringing up how McIntyre destroyed him uh, back when they were in England and he looked like he had seen a ghost he said it's taking a long time to get a match with Baron Corbin and he's going to drag him and whoop his ass that's not what happened, folks. Baron Corbin beat Kurt Angle in under four minutes. Um, <laughs> so Corbin came out there and cut a promo. He said, when I heard she was these people's fault, they don't care about you. Angle said, forget about all that. Sparked him. And then the commentary during this match just made me want to stick scissors in my ear. Renee and Corey incessantly argued. Cole brought up how bad the ratings were when Corbin was the GM. And it was three unlikable people with two of them being gaslighters. It was just really distracting from the match. Uh, and then Baron Corbin beat Kurt Angle with the deep six, not even his finisher. Uh, and then he comes back in the ring and hits him with the end of days. This commentary was just this was what you put on the poster for when you say WC, uh, WWE commentary is abysmal. Like, there's a point where Graves is just def- is defending uh, Corbin 
And then Cole and Renee more or less get into saying, like, you were in his wedding party. And then, like, it was almost like Grace was not expecting that. He was like, you got me. <laughs> like, y'all, like, remember, do you remember when, <laughs> do you remember when, uh, when Offset went on Twitter and put up that tweet to say y'all won. Yes. Brave was almost like that. He was like, all right, y'all got that one. Y'all won. Fine. Um, so after that, they did a, a video package of Brock Lesnar and Finn Balor's match. They put over his heroic effort. Uh, Balor said that he makes no excuses, uh, but Brock Lesnar beat me, and then he beat me again. But I'm standing here with my head held high, and Brock beat me because I made Brock believe. And then all of a sudden, Bobby Lashley interrupted. Uh, Leo Rush comes out and says, first off, Such a geek. A twerp, Such li- a geek. A twerp like you... Even got a shot at the Universal title is ridiculous. We all know you almost beat Brock, but you wouldn't stand a snowball's chance Stop in right hell. There. Stop right there. Stop right there. A twerp like you didn't even deserve a shot, and you almost won. Doesn't one negate the other? Yes. What the fu- okay. Um, before, I was already mad about this whole segment when they had Balor come out there. It was like, gee, man, that Brock Lesnar... He's a he's a he's a combination of size and speed that I've never seen before. Like you know, I'm not I'm definitely not ready. I'm definitely not ready for the, for the adult league for the adult pool, <laughs> the adult swim. Jesus Christ! Like could they have ever made that dude look? He's back to being a Mick Carter. Yep. Six weeks of a push. Back, back to, a to a Mick Carter. Um, never once thought to consider painting himself up. Nothing like <laughs> no one asked him about this. Like you know, just an idiot essentially. Um. But Russ, you know, right? you know what the, uh, you know what that paint is that paint is like. That paint is like when um people after after like ninety four were or after ninety five was like you know what, you know if if you're ever in some legal trouble and you're rich you can't hire Johnny Cochran because then people will just think you're guilty. And then the and then the idea is like okay you just oh it's like okay but I'll be out of prison like as opposed to you know. If you wear that paint, it's almost as if you ain't good enough. Yeah, but I have the championship. Correct. So maybe, so maybe I should just wear the damn paint. <laughs> Whatever. So, so Rush uh, said that uh, you wouldn't stand a snowball's chance in hell at beating Bobby Lashley, and Lashley's bigger, faster, and stronger than Brock will ever be. Uh, that little ass whooping you took is nothing compared to what Lashley will do to you. And then uh, Finn said, I lasted longer with Brock than you did in the Royal Rumble. What was it, 12 seconds? From there, Lashley kicked him and started destroying him. This is is funny. Lashley turned after after Balor said this. He looked to the side, looked at, uh, (laughs) he looked at Rush like, this mf'er and then and then like immediately kicked him in the gut like the disrespect will not be tolerated yes bobby lashley did not play this shit for jokes so no i radio I, was I, not played i, I actually kind of liked it like <laughs> serious bobby lashley but um the revival the next were the next people on the screen gotta, they go ahead i'm doing hopefully it is ballard because i mean you go full kind of full circles like ballard couldn't win the intercontinental title last year around this time hopefully he can get it this time around Oh my god. <laughs> um so after that the next segment was the revival. They were already in the ring like geeks. No entrance music, none of that. 
the big star in this match was Zack Ryder. He got his music hit huh. <laughs> loud as hell. I haven't heard that music in ages. Um, They've revamped it too. Yeah. Uh, they showed these guys um, showing up in 2008. And all I could think was, wow, these guys are in the same spot uh, all these years later. <laughs> um, maybe even lower. So the revival took over. and Renee essentially called uh, Ryder and Hawkins, two dudes from New York that work here. And <laughs> Hawkins got a hot tag. Crowd was with him, uh, but he ultimately walked into the Shatter Machine. Revival won. So WWE gave these guys a win to throw the scent off, I think. <laughs> um, so after that, Daniel Bryan was walking uh, backstage. And uh, Charlie Caruso asked him about Eric Rowan helping him to win the match. And asked him, did he have what it took to beat Seth Rollins? He asked, what kind of question is that? And he said he would have beaten AJ Styles no matter what. And you're talking about the man that celebrates pollution when he says burn it down. Uh, If he picks me, I will not wait for WrestleMania. I will end him tonight. Um, So after that, Elias was in the ring. Now, Elias had a phantom heel turn at the Royal Rumble where he just randomly started insulting a crowd, the crowd. The entire babyface turn flopped. Being a babyface, there's more an onus on being a good in-ring competitor and not leaning on the heat being that you suck. <laughs> so when he he flopped in that role, and you know they had that man losing to Baron Corbin multiple times, and he's right back as a heel. Obviously, he was the one that got involved with Jeff Jarrett in the Royal Rumble, busted a back uh, a guitar on his back. I know this is this is some different shit because in 2019 somebody turned heel off of beating up Jeff Jarrett. In my eyes, that's a hero. Yeah, kind of there with you. I don't get it at all. Yeah. Um, he can't. He's not a good wrestler. So if he's not a good wrestler, like can we at least, especially on this episode of Raw, because. They, uh, after all these weeks of stop stopping with all of the heat, like we had three segments pretty much this, this, uh, on this episode that weren't heat, but, um, so I, so I thought like, you know, if he's going to be somebody that you just have as a promo guy and he really ever works fine, keep him as a, keep him as a baby face. People like him. They don't get behind him fine, but he's a, he's a quick, easy way to just eat up innings. Right. We always talk about like the Bray Wyatt's world, like, Somebody got to go out there and then give give a quality inning or whatever else and and just eat up some of this clock because three hours is just it's just hell. So he was somebody that can help with that. Nope, turn them back heel to antagonize the fans because fuck because what because what's better than trying to get through three hours of wrestling? Three hours of wrestling while people are insulting the crowd and you at, at watching at home. Outstanding, bravo. Yeah. Um. So. The deal with the Elias thing. So he came out there uh, and he was playing some guitar and he asked who wanted to walk with Elias. He got an old walk with Elias chant going. Uh, but he said it's interesting because he was testing them all and they all let Elias down. As soon as the guitar strums and uh, his name was announced, they should be on their feet cheering wildly because they are in the presence of greatness. Crowd cheers, but he says it's too late. The crowd chants that they were not worthy and Elias then agreed with him like a heel and saying he won't write songs for them anymore. They're all for him. And he has one right now and tells everyone to shut up, but he's interrupted by J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. Jeff fucking Jarrett, a.k.a. Mr. Slapnuts, a.k.a. 
the biggest finesser in the history of the business. Um, so Jeff told that slap nuts to listen up. And <laughs> that if he thinks he's going to be having a concert for himself after last night, uh, he won't have a problem with the crowd. He has a problem with Jeff and he spells out his name. And then all of a sudden the road dog, Jesse James came out. Yes. The roadie out here. And this man showed up in a Becky Lynch, the man shirt. If that oh, isn't if that isn't legendary trolling, I don't know what it is. Uh, after he hopped his ass on Twitter and tried to uh, tell the fans that's not the story you were told, and essentially uh, just everything just yeah. embarrassed himself she, repeatedly. The, yeah, she's te- he literally went on Twitter to tell everybody that's watching the show that we don't know what the fuck we're watching, and she's a bad she's a bad person, and, <laughs> and then immediately after that they they switch it up and she becomes the biggest star in the company and now and now it's like and now it's all good and he comes out with we did this all along yeah that that was a plan nah bro you're on twitter yep like, like we got your tweets yeah um, bro nah you screwed up man so basically uh he tells elias if he wants to perform for himself he should play with himself on his own time and if he's not down with that he has two words for him so road dog you know going in and out of the gimmicks first he's the roadie and then he's back to being the road dog with the suck it stuff um the holy shit chant uh broke out and he tried to remind the crowd that it's a family show and then the crowd chanted holy shit even harder so the irony of of a, of a idea backfiring on the road dog <laughs> immediately. No, no, the best part was when it, when it happened and he said it's a, it's a PG show and our family show. And all of a sudden he said loud, I literally said my head was like that backfired. And then all of a sudden he says out loud, well, that backfired. <laughs> uh, that, that actually made me laugh. Uh, so, but whatever. Then they, they sing that, they sing that, that whack ass country song. They made up. Spending my day working hard on the go. But the hands on the clock keep spinning too slow. Hey. Yeah, this was some real insider shit, right? Because this is something from the '90s. Correct. This, this is something that people, only people that know they're in on this thing are people that listen to the Pritchard pod. I'm sorry, comrade, that comrade in the liar podcast. So, so and, and they have all these quote unquote kids. They've never fucking seen Jeff Jarrett. Where's he been well, since 1999, James? Right. But, 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 but you know, maybe they were actually placating to their actual fan base at the median age in the '50s, right? Maybe. So, but maybe. But meanwhile, they show shots of people in the crowd. Nobody knows the words. <laughs> Nobody knows the words. He go he goes up by Renee, and Renee just stands up and she starts dancing badly. Um and but she goes on and dances and she doesn't sing the words, even though she she he puts the mic out by her and then Graves outs her and like, You don't know the words, you don't know the words. It's like, okay, I don't hear you sing along to this sucking shit either. Yeah. So they everybody they go go around the crowd, you can see people left and right just like, I don't know the words to this. I don't even know what this is. So <laughs> so they they got they got their little they rocks off playing that and pop and pop Pritchard and whoever else. Um and then sure enough they get into it so you want to explain the rest of them? yeah so as they got to the second verse elias attacked the road dog with the guitar from behind and then he tried to attack jeff jared but old man jeff jared was able to fight back and he punched elias with some of the best looking punches that you'll, oh you'll, 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 you'll see in this company at at the moment so, look it, <laughs> they but, were so great that they still kept changing every every angle of every light impact 
They they still don't trust people to throw punches, even though it's a person that, that worked the Memphis that worked in Memphis. Go yeah. figure. Uh, so Double J tried to pick up his guitar, but Elias like kind of backed down, and all of a sudden Elias got the guitar from him and nailed Jeff Jarrett with it. So Elias might warrant a wrestler of the week nomination. Uh, for... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and Double J Jeff Jarrett, he's definitely going on that bum of the week list. Um, but yeah, man. So after that, uh, for that WrestleMania, look for that Royal Rumble outfit alone, he could be on there. Yeah. Yes. Um, so after that, um, Dana was in the back with Natalia, and she says, "I know Amber got hurt, and she was your first choice, but Dana says she's just as good as Amber, don't you think?" And she says, "She's not only better than Amber, she's better than you," meaning Natalia. Yeah. Full delusion. Natalia, Smoking Natalia the loud. Natalia is a how many time women's champion? Not sure. More than Dana Brooke. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then, and then she said, "Come on!" Like she's a like she's a like wayward puppy. And the, and then she just put her head down, just follow along. I was like, "Dude, this is yeah, this is not good. No bueno." Then all of a sudden, we got a Mojo Raleigh video package uh, slash promo. Uh, he said, "This is your fault. This is happening. I have no one to blame but you. I wouldn't even." Uh, have you know I'm basically the greatest combo of size uh, strength intelligence and speed he was looking in a mirror uh, like Hulk Hogan looking at the ultimate warrior and uh, WCW <laughs> and all that yeah. I got I kind of got that vibe but uh, he says everyone's gonna see who he truly is I thought the promo was actually great and the intensity was palpable and Mojo looked like he dropped like 20 pounds or so it was really intense when do you realize he was talking to a mirror in the dark? <sighs> Pretty much right away. Same here. And I was just like, no. No. This man's talking to himself in the mirror. Fuck out of here. So. Like, what, what kind of hyped up shit is this? Like, it, I, 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 whatever, man. Whatever. Well, I guess whatever mo- motivates you. Like, this is almost like the, <laughs> you're not going to cry. You're not going to cry. <laughs> uh, mean or whatever. It's just like, nah, man, this ain't it. It's just not. That ain't, that, that's not going to get a soul over. Like, like you said, it was delivered very well. Um, he has a, he has some talent, a lot of talent as a talker. I wish they would utilize it in a better ways than this thing, this goofy shit that they have him do from time to time to get him over for a week or two. Like and then maybe let they him should disappear. try more things. Oh, yeah, like maybe they should try him in something something else besides, you know, what they've been doing with him. But because there's plenty of different ways to try to utilize somebody that can talk. And even if he's not, you know, a good worker or whatever else, like you found a way with Elias. Like, why can't you find a way with this guy? I mean, I would say keep trying. Like, you know, before I was just on on, on him, I was just like. The, the video promo, the video or the cell phone promo, he like that invented was cool something. or whatever else. <laughs> right. But I, I think I think they should keep giving them chances as a promo and then like once something finally gets over, then like you put them in the ring. That, that's kind of where I'm at on him. But no, don't put them in the ring yet because that ain't it. Yeah. Um, so we got Dana and Natalia versus Sarah and Liv, uh, a three minute match. So in order to decide the women's sad team championships to give it this great build, they're doing three minute bullshit matches. Um, <laughs> immediate turnbuckle spot, live drag Dana and Natty got the sharpshooter. Dana got shoved into N- Natalia live rolled up Natalia. 
who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> okay, so Natty lasted fifty something minutes in the Rumble, right? Right. She came out number one or number two. Um, Dana Brooke lasted how long in the Rumble? Seven, eight minutes. So Natty takes the pin, right? That that makes sense. Yeah. We're, so, so, so are we are we protecting Dana? Is this a Dana Brooke push? I guess. I mean, if that's what the Connor push looked like a few weeks ago, or like a month ago, then I or two months ago, I guess this is what the Dana Brooke push looks like. So Ronda was out next, um, and she made her way to the ring and said, "If you can't dream big, what's the point of dreaming at all?" Um, big booze immediately. <laughs> They this crowd hated her. They buried oh this God. woman. Um, she she said last year she stepped in uh, the company for the Royal Rumble. A year later, she's the champion. And Sasha Banks last night she gave me the fight of my life. Large Becky chance from there. Uh, the promo from that point on totally flopped. She was she lost her her track of or her train of thought. She was laughing, trying to laugh off the booze of the crowd. She was completely she was trying, flustered. She was, trying, she was trying to she was trying to laugh off the pain. That's what she was really trying to laugh off. Yeah, and the crowd chanted, "Becky's gonna kill you," and just everything, just just killing this woman. And and it was just like, yo. This this was the night. Like I've said this actually before. Like you know, this whole thing was always going to happen. Um, they kept Ronda away from the real people for far too long. The real people have been marginalized for far too long. And the second they got in there with these people, with all this pent up emotion, they were going to take it out on this hand chosen person. Uh, they spent all that time trying to make Alexa, trying to make Naya, trying to make Carmella. They forgot about the four women, essentially, or well, excuse me, three of the four women who <laughs> put this thing on on the map essentially in nxt and those people have fans that are ride or die and the second any of them got near ronda rousey it was the chickens were coming home to roost and (laughs) and they came out here in full force yeah uh i remember when lebron went to the heat and we talked about the reason why i got such a backlash and part of it was like the Lakers, the the Laker Kobe fans, uh, they hated it. You got the Knicks fans who thought he was coming to New York, they hated this. You got the Bulls fans, so now that makes it harder for them to actually win the win the East. They hate it. Uh, you have the Celtics fans making it harder for them to get back to the finals. They hate it. Like you offended so many gigantic fan bases, uh, and or or whatever else, and it just pissed off the whole country. And this one, Ron is like, this is very similar to the Brock thing, where Brock goes out over the last three years and he beats, he beats the hell out of Roman, he beats Joe, he beats Strowman, he beats AJ, he beats Brian, he beats Finn, and people, you know, people don't, people, he has go away heat, right? Right. Well, you go out here and you beat, regardless of whatever you want to say about Nikki, Nick, uh, Nikki has brought a lot of people. And the Bellas in general, but it's and that's also where the crack started. She's, she's brought a lot. Yes, she has brought a lot of of casuals and people and and women that had no interest to watch this this fake sport, <laughs> um, and brought them in. Right. So there's Nikki. Um, there's people that love Alexa Bliss. 
pissed them off because she she beat the hell out of uh, out of her out of her twice. Uh, Sasha just got hers. Sasha has a bigger fan base than Alexa. Or than Alexa. She's been more popular. Uh, she has a, a larger uh, social, media, social following. media following. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's been around longer. Uh, people were pissed about that. Uh, the the Becky the Becky thing. People fell in love with Becky over uh, the last five months, um, and people won't really want to see that match. And people really wanted Becky to win that match. You have that, and the people like. Look, I'm not really sure if there was a Charlotte Hive or whatever else, but Charlotte is, was, has been the most protected woman on the roster since she got on, the, on up to the main roster, and she was getting she was getting her ass whooped until she pulled out that candle thing and beat the hell out of Ronda. And when she beat the hell out of Ronda, we remember what that Stable Center crowd did. They cheered the fact that they beat the hell out of out of Ronda, and you should have known since then. A that lot of this people like to act like this didn't happen, like and, this and, and, and like. Folks that, you know, that 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 I freaking you know I look up to in the in their coverage, but like Melzer and Alvarez like turned their head on this shit. Like, like do you remember? Do you remember we talk about this all the time? Remember when Sid came out for uh, the ninety six or the ninety six Survivor Series? And he was out talking about who's the man? Yes. And Sean was out there. And remember, you always say to me all the time, like he can't. Like Sean came out to New York, and they wasn't having that pretty boy shit. Yes. Right? So, like. They knew at Survivor Series that this was that that this was at stake, and for them to get the Royal Rumble and that and act shocked or, or, or tonight after Royal Rumble and act shocked and everything else, like no, you have pissed off so many corners of this of this fan base uh, by having this person be a, a just go murder through everybody um, and mow through everybody, and. And you those know, promos a lot of people have been and you cut, horrible. Yeah, you cut these promos that are unrelatable because she's a lot more Superman than she is Peter Parker, right? Where she's 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 she's, a, she's more of a god and a champion and um, these things you're supposed to aspire to, but she's off-putting in a way that she's trying to do it as opposed to trying to be relatable. And she never ever went for the relatable. She always went for trying to be the the uh, you know the thing to strive for. And that can be off putting to a lot of people. And these promos got weirder and weirder and weirder. And last week, when you cut that, I should cut off, should I check, cut off my hair or should I use my hair to wash Sasha's feet? A lot of people were like, what the fuck is going on? Why does she keep cutting these bad promos uh, or these unrelatable weird promos every, you know, every soft and every, for every single program? And then she got And in the she's ring a with different Sasha, person and every single program. Like, Look, it, it all it all culminated. It all culminated, and she's a this di- is where we were on Monday. And she's a different person every single program. It seems like yeah, pretty much like yeah. that whole thing with Sasha was her being her, like Sasha feeling like she was being gaslighted by this woman. Like that's that's what it was. And you know, while people couldn't quote unquote figure out what Ronda Rousey did to get booed, all you had to do was just watch everything that's happened in the last couple months with them treating other people's like favorites the wrong way them just bowing down and giving everything to, to ronda and then becky just being just this such this magnetic force everyone is right now doing that shit um the the joint like you know, look at this shit, like the motherfuckers uh oh, fusion yes yeah, so yeah, fusion like, dance like, like to, no, to, to like come out there like and the boo this shit no well, it's really more like the spirit bomb and dragon ball z were like Everybody from their collective hive, whether it's Sasha, Sasha fans or or uh, or, ba- or Bailey fans or Natalia fans, everybody she's beating, Alexa, whatever else, like they like, look, we lost, right? We lost, but we, but <laughs> but you are our only chance of survival, uh, Becky Lynch. So everybody is 
made a groundswell to support Becky even more, and then they had that you know that great finish to that rumble, and like she's the most over person in this company. And if you need more proof than that, go back and watch that rumble when everybody died to watch Daniel died um, watching Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Right, AJ Styles the best, is the number one merch person in the company. So, like that's where we are, and she's the, she's a person that's supposed to that's you know the person that's going to get the flag and get the booze and. They understand that when it comes to Brock Lesnar, but apparently, like because she was a hero, she was a hero. They weren't. They were just apparent. I mean, I don't know about the company, but it appears to me like Ronald was blindsided that, to the fact that like she was going to get booze when it's like you should have been preparing for this since, since summer or Survivor Series when Becky was out there coming for your head every single week. Yeah, um, and looking at it, it's only going to get. <laughs> Is only going to get uh, crazier from here, and uh, I think they should lean into it. Though they should, they should, they should. They, they should have her just and you know be intense, be you know be volatile. And um, the thing is, like those Ronda promos where she cuts Becky down and says, "While you were doing this, you know, you were training and doing all this stuff." All it does is remind people of the journey that they've been on with Becky Lynch uh, right. over all these years, and then it's like. We don't care that you were main event in the UFC. Like that's yeah, that's not WWE. our yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah, it's like you're here now. Like it, like <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it ain't where you've been, like, man. It's where you at. Like <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like uh um. It, it's definitely off putting in the way that she does that. Like because all you're doing is making people feel like. It, it, it definitely makes people feel like, all right, well, cool, but what does got? What does that have to do with this? And also, like, if I'm going to root for somebody, I'd rather root for the person where, like, this is then their life's goal as opposed to this is some shit that you picked up as a hobby because you're done doing the thing that you were really good at before. And it's like, oh, I mean, how do you not understand that? Like, people love passion and. I'm not saying Ronda doesn't have a patch for this. Like, you have that passion to go through all the shit to deal with Vince Man's wacky wrestling uh, circus, but um, it's different when it's different when, like, it's laid out in front of you that, like, you've been here for a year, I've been doing this, can't, and even came back to this thing, or whatever. And, like, that, that the, the Becky story is, is resonating with people. I mean, even, like, and also, like, the more you find out about it, the more you end up liking her. And, you know, unless you're just a weirdo. Like, I don't... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, unless, uh, unless you're somebody who would have been dead or whatever, but or disingenuous, but whatever. Um, so that's that's just that's where we are. And like, I I don't know about you, but like, I don't know if you add in Charlotte or accounting for Charlotte when she gets into it or if she's not into it. But like, this segment felt like the main event. It, it did. And, oh, WrestleMania. And we're gonna get to it here. Like Becky Lynch comes out. Or excuse me, before that, they send Bailey out there to to pretty much, and I don't want to disregard this match or anything. They send Bailey out early. Uh, Bailey yeah, doesn't even she get was her. Full, she was drowning. Right, Bailey doesn't get her full entrance, anything like that, and she basically is accepting the open challenge. So we got Bailey versus Ronda Rousey. Bailey was trying her ass off. She was looking like a great wrestler, and this just didn't go well from everything that I'm gathering. <laughs> yeah, and also, can we talk about commentary again? Yeah. Rhonda or Becky, I'm sorry, Bailey 
has the advantage of pouring his match. And then Renee comes out and says that Bailey only has the event is only on top right now in this match because Ronda had a, such a grueling match with Sasha the night before. And it's like, I mean, I guess, yeah, but it's not like we've never seen people fight in matches the night after pay-per-view. Like, most of the time, hell, can't even say that. We literally had Ronda uh, take a kendo stick, beating the, the all hell and get pilmanized on, on, the, on the head, and then wrestle the very next night, beat Mickey James, right? Yeah. I, did, did, did Sasha Banks beat the holy hell of her? Or did, did they just have a match? No, they just had a match. So shouldn't this be light work? It, it should be for a real champion, you know. A, a real a real champion that can just walk off there getting their trachea crushed, right? Yeah. You know, I, when, bro, when she first came out, I was like, please don't cut the real champion promo. Please. It, but it turned out no matter what <laughs> promo she was going to cut, it was going to go bad. But Becky Lynch's uh, music hit after the match. Ronda wins and beats Bailey, um, you know, yeah. and all that. But I think Bailey had a good performance. Even they had though, a cool finish, too. Like yeah. the rolling off the the rolling off the top rope into an arm bar. I thought that was really cool. Um, so Becky Lynch's music hits and the crowd goes batshit insane. Um, loud kick her ass chants. Becky cut just an incredible, incredible promo, um, on her. She basically, uh, says that she's the man is back on raw. And she told, uh, Rhonda that she would find a way back to her for over a year. She's heard about the baddest woman on the planet, but the last time she was on raw, she dropped her right in the middle of the ring and Ronnie never came back after her to prove she's the baddest. So Becky came after her to prove that she isn't. Becky says that she won the Royal Rumble last night. She doesn't need much time to think about her opponent. And she told Rhonda that she chooses her. Yes, I choose you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, She says at WrestleMania, she's going to break her mystique, take her title and kick her ass in front of the whole world crowd chance to kick your ass uh, or kick her ass Rhonda grabbed the mic bunch of big boos again unfortunately or and and fortunately for Rhonda this time she was it was almost like she didn't even hear the boos like she kind of just zoned them out yeah, she, she channeled look she channeled that anger at, at the boos to to deliver like the best promo of her career yep so she grabbed the mic uh she asked how becky's leg is doing because she wants her opponent to be at 100 percent in prime to fight uh she said that everyone here knows that she could break becky's face again faster than she could say nia Jax. uh she said that she could kill becky literally um <laughs> and yeah. with, with her bare hands um without breaking a sweat without breaking a sweat uh when becky was training ronda was main eventing pay-per-views in a sport that didn't even want women in it while becky was on the kickoff show last year ronda was stealing the show at main at wrestlemania and ronda says she can't wait to kick becky's ass at wrestlemania and she's going to own her uh and she threw the mic down uh and it was they went face to face at this point and it was like well that 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 works for me for a main event that this was every great money drawing uh, promo segment in that you've ever seen in the history of wrestling. This is it. Yep. And Ronda was furious like a heel that was th- that was like literally threatened and insecure. And Becky's just there, like basically, like I spin the truth and I'm completely unbothered by you. Yes, yes. Like, Be- Ron- was, the whole time, almost, yes. It was almost like watching like it's almost like watch like '90s rock versus. Uh, versus Triple H, where Triple H is like so insecure because like because Rock is over and he ain't on that level. It almost felt like that, but like 
it's even better because like Ronda is one of the greatest pay per view draws of all time, and she getting the shit boot out of her. Bruh, it was great, and, and she's it just like so she's just not on Becky's level, and 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 Becky just like when they stand in the ring together, Becky just has a present presence about her. She just feels like so much of a bigger star just because she's, she's I just mean, like, she's on another level than oh, almost and, anyone and in this, the promotion. In this arena, she is right. But like, that's part, that's the part that makes it so, that feels so awesome is the fact that like you get out, you get out of, out of the stadium of 15,000 people, whatever else. And like Becky, Becky is a, D-list celebrity and and Ronda Rousey's A-list celebrity, but once you get into the WWE universe or whatever else, with his dwindling uh, fan base and, and casual fans dropping left and right to where they're extinct, they're not really a thing, and the seasonal viewing or whatever else, like it, it's really it's so it's 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 weird to see that dynamic at play where it's like this person is getting all the shares in the world because of the strength of her likability. Her promo ability and her wrestling skill, and she's uh, ours. And, uh, and the story behind it, and the story of the build to this, she and feels like other, she's ours. The other person was literally, the other person was somebody that they plucked from another sport, you know, a legit sport, but another sport. And at first, it was we're happy that you're here because you decided to bless us with your presence because, you know, you decided to slum it in this in this fake sport. And then, like after, and then she's. And then they've worn out her welcome over the span of a of a year or so. And and yes, people are allowed to change their how they feel about yeah. what's going on with this Ronda shit. Like it's not yeah. a cut and dry thing. And there yeah. are exits between this. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it's one thing when it's like you know you're oh you're fake breaking Stephanie's arm every other or every other month or you're in there all with the easy the all the tricks. Yeah, you're out here with this easy, and you're in there with Naya, who no one really likes, and then like it makes it even worse because of the Becky thing happened. She accidentally broke her broke her nose and and gave her concussions. Missed that that match. Everybody was dying to see, and like now it's like here it's it's been been delayed for even six more months. Like they they have a huge match in their hands, and I hope they and I hope like we're, I don't care what they do, whether they add Charlotte or not, like. I hope that they dig dig deep into this dynamic between like how much these two hate look to hate each other and go from there and they'll be perfectly fine and whatever Charlotte no Charlotte this thing should main event. I I, I thought this thing was great. Like rarely have you seen something uh, a TV segment that goes that long start off that bad and ends up so great at by the end. Like yep. rarely, it's a rare one. This was you know this is one of the best things they're gonna do this entire year. Yeah, Becky. Um, Becky. Becky came out there and <laughs> saved it all. <laughs> so, um, hey, she and yeah, and she made and it, this was one of those things where we talked about um a while, a few, maybe a year or so ago when um it was uh, no or no mercy and it was Cena and it was Roman and we were like, look, man, you've had you've had some wind aid to to help assist you in you know where, where to get to where you are. And now you're out here. You're in the deep end now, and we're gonna and we're gonna see if you can sink or swim. And you know, to Roman's credit, like on that go home show when he said that when he did the see a Sunday movie star thing, I felt like Roman is in a space now to where he can go out there and cut money promos without you know on his own and without you know where he grew. He, he's grown into that. Like he wasn't ready at the time, but he's here now, right? And he did it against Brock at the beginning of it before they kept beating his ass over in that build. But he did it. 
And, you know, we talked about, we, we just literally talked about the, the first promo we got uh, on this night with Ronda. It was bad. And then when it was time for the money, she came through and is like, see what happens when you, see what happens when you force people to sink or swim? Like, the, she she swam. Like, you know, it, it went, when it didn't matter, it was just a, any old boring thing. It didn't work. But when it was money, she cut that money promo. So I, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was either that or she had. <laughs> well, if she if she had, if, if she had ruined it then, then they would it would be even worse. It'd have been like uh, it'd been like like you know out there on eight mile rapping and you keep yes. following up. It'd, look, it'd she, like, look, Ronda would have had to take her at her. Be rabbit, oh, yes. Be rabbit. Look, she, she would have had to take her ass back across the eight mile like. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. So after that, uh, they immediately cut the camera to Seth Rollins, who looks like he just saw the main event of WrestleMania disappear in front of him in real time. Um, sure did. You, you know. can still hear you can still hear people in the crowd chanting for Becky backstage. It was great. Yes, uh, he just looks sad, and then all of a sudden, uh, Braun Strowman walked up to him, uh, and he said, "Told Seth that he earned it last night, and he shook his hand and told him to make the right choice and make it count at WrestleMania." All I took this uh, as is, wow, Braun Strowman, they have no plan for him once again at WrestleMania. <laughs> so, I thought this was a nice touch, though. Yeah. Like, it was like, look, everybody on Raw is, like, fighting for the same thing. We're trying to get the belt off this motherfucker Brock. <laughs> so, yes. so, don't don't be no bitch. Yes. And don't go out there and take the There's no easy way out. <laughs> like, you need to go out there and take on the beast. So, yeah. I, I thought that I thought that was cool. I feel like that song actually fits like Dean Ambrose right now. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so uh, after that, we had the Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre match, and Baron Corbin interrupts and attacks uh, Braun with a steel steel chair. But may I? Yeah, sure. A match big enough to headline WrestleMania. So Can you hear Cole say that? Yes. You yes. can you hear Cole say that. We don't believe you. You need more people. Give it away on free TV. Why? For funsies. Yeah. Um, so after that, um, you know, uh, Strowman, uh, he threw Baron into the steel steps. Braun then ran around the ring and ran through McIntyre before doing the same to Corbin. Uh, Braun Strowman set up a large section of chairs and hit Corbin's head off them a few times until Drew took him out with a Claymore kick, uh, saving Baron Corbin. And then uh, Braun basically, you know, they whooped his ass from there and double choked slammed him onto the steps like... Bro, how many times have they whooped Braun Strowman's ass like a combination of Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre or Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin and all that stuff in the last couple months? Like, Strowman got to deal with these folks. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I, we were talking about this off air. A good storyline would have been, you know, he comes back from the, from the elbow injury and then, like, he submit he, like, he takes out because at one point they they were they weren't named as an actual group but they were a group for a while when they were all together and it was Lashley and Corbin and McIntyre if he eventually went through everybody and then it led to McIntyre at WrestleMania and this you know this is thinking about it because after they broke up the Dogs of War they turned Strowman back face yeah you saw a path there for that to be the match. Like you even thought that like, okay, if Strowman were to win at, um, at crown jewel won the title, 
you can see you can see McIntyre winning the Royal Rumble, and then that's the WrestleMania match. Then you transition the, the belt over to um, McIntyre, and then you can do McIntyre versus um, Rollins or whoever else. It, 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 you know, immediately after, right? And that, and you, I mean, you see it. You know, after Survivor Series, you see like that path of uh, of, of getting through there, and like they decided, nope, that's not what we're doing. It's yeah. Oh well. So it was time oh, wow. for Seth Rollins' decision. So Rock Lesnar and Paul Heyman made it real easy for him. They headed to the ring first, and then Heyman did his introduction. He says the entire premise of Raw is absurd because Seth Rollins' choice should be easy. He only has one option for WrestleMania, and that's to face Daniel Bryan for his own sake. Surely they'll have a good match, and Rollins won't have to get into a fight with Brock. And he assures that it'll take a special type of human uh, to withstand stand the beating from Lesnar Seth music came out and he came out to uh confront uh Paul Heyman but he got in the ring he stared out stared down Brock funny thing was they didn't look there didn't look like there was this huge size difference between them um <laughs> like as far as height wise uh so after that Lesnar looked away and he hit uh Brock with a right hand and you know got some quick offense in leaving him on the ground so uh Rollins was like no words necessary um uh, he tried to hit the curb stomp but <laughs> then it happened Brock picked him up and hit an f5 then he hit another one then he hit another one. Then he hit another one. Then he hit another one. Then he <laughs> threw the belt in and then hit another F5 right on the belt. And Seth Rollins looked like an absolute geek uh, after this. Uh, Seth Rollins sat up and, and tried to ask Brock if that's all he got. And then um, Brock Lesnar responded by giving him another F5. So, <laughs> like, how, like, so... If one F5 had got all these dudes out of here for a year like this, right? And then Roman was kicking out of like five or six of them at WrestleMania. And then it was back to, uh, you know, the F5 essentially being on ice during the extended feud last year between him and Roman because they had fluky finishes and weird shit. And then he had to use all the F5s against Roman uh, at Crown Jewel what the fuck is it like they've completely like deconstructed they, this thing after like building the, after building the f5 up for uh since gold since the goldberg match wrestlemania 33 they have completely nerfed it as far as the effectiveness at russell uh since over that over that whole year from wrestlemania 33 all the I way think, to WrestleMania 34 I, to I, where now he has people with a bunch of them and it doesn't matter I, th I think it's either that or they just just calculated this wrong like they just had him beat this shit out of rollins like Nothing. Get the heat on him. I, oh, yeah, it's I, not I, really for heat. Yeah, I guess it's this is supposed heat. to make Rollins come back and be like, I want Lesnar. Like, and, you know, everything well, like I mean, that. I felt like the answer was when he punched him in the face. It was like, we, we already know that. Right. Like, whatever. Right. Um, I mean, it's just it's just more the same of like, you know, it's WrestleMania and Brock is supposed to be the biggest badass. So instead of him actually like looking like there's actually uh Somebody that actually challenge him, beats the piss out of whoever else or outsmarts him, and then beats the piss out of my head. He did Roman last year, and then hopefully this time around they won't just like have him dominate the feud in the build, and then like also win the match. Hopefully, but chances are if they'll if they'll have him uh, bash open uh, or, uh, Roman Reigns' fucking skull and then pin him uh, after that with his with his fake wrestling move uh, after trying to convince him that it was a shoot, then. I don't know what stand, what chance like uh, Rollins really has, and you know, 
I, 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 you know, we're going to be in, um, we're going to be in uh, the area for WrestleMania. But you know what place I'd rather, I'd rather much be to, uh, to watch this match as it happens at WrestleMania. Where? Around Chad Matthews. I, 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 I don't want to see the emotional gamut that he goes through when, like, when, when Brock beats this man. Chad looks going to be so pissed. He's going to be, like, either he's going to be so happy that night or he's going to be so pissed. I, and either one, I'd be, I'd be like to be around. Like, I, I'd just like to see it. That's all. Oh, man. That's all. But, yeah, that, that was a long first segment. Um, but we will be back. Um I, Monday Night Raw, I thought it was a overall. It was a it was a decent show. Um, they had a lot of a couple of great things that happened, and then there was just a lot of stuff in between that they were trying to just figure out. Yeah, yeah. it was much like last week, where the things that mattered on this show were great. Um, the things that weren't, not so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we will be back with the SmackDown portion. Welcome back. It is time for the SmackDown portion of the program. James had a little situation uh, where he tuned in late, so I went ahead and uh, covered up the first half hour of the show. So I will begin and then transition it over to James. Um, So uh, they showed Becky's last two nights and the end of the Royal Rumble and her walking out on Ronda and the video package was epic. The crowd support was crazy in those. Uh, They were still in Phoenix. Uh, the crowd opened and there was a lot of Becky chants and then they go ape shit once the music hit and she was still selling the knee from uh, the Royal Rumble. Uh, Becky came out and said, uh, what a last couple days. A lot has happened here in a few days. Last night she showed up on Raw after winning the Rumble and she couldn't resist looking Ronnie in her angry little eyes. Uh, it took her two seconds to confirm the differences between us. The beginning of the Rumble didn't go my way, but unlike Ronda, I don't crumble when I lose. I went out there and I won the Royal rumble on one good leg big big becky chance interrupted and she just soaked it all in for a minute uh she said yeah ronda wants to talk about me working my way up like that's something to be ashamed of i'm proud of the heads i slapped on the way i'm proud to be work working my way from the pre-show last year to being this year's main event no one handed me anything more becky chance then they transitioned into you deserve it chance and of course she does <laughs> for all the non-believers out there um so uh and you know she basically said the one thing that i saw in ronda's eyes is the one thing that i don't have doubt and i'm gonna break your arm in front of the world if you don't walk into mania believing that you're gonna walk out of uh wrestlemania knowing it then charlotte's music hits of course because charlotte's here to you know eventually get added to the match um She's out here in the leather jacket in almost all black, looking just like Becky. Uh, She walks in clapping disingenuously, and she congratulates. This was a a epic segment here when it comes to someone gaslighting because this was Charlotte all. This was a complete gaslight uh, fest here. Uh, She says, "Yay, you made it off the kickoff show. You must be ecstatic." Uh, The Becky Chance interrupt her, but Charlotte handles the cheers and and eggs on the cheers like, "Yay, I'm happy for her." Yes, she said, "You weren't in the rumble, uh, but maybe." you learned something from me you grew into the man from learning from the queen i got you into the main event and i'm just so happy i can do this for you and you're welcome and it was all in a big gaslighting tone uh becky responds by looking charlotte like looking away and then directly punching charlotte in the face and then walking out (laughs) 
it was hilarious. Like, I don't know if you've seen the GIF. I I, I sent no. it over to uh, the Social Suplex thread. Uh, check it out. But it's it, it's hilarious, and it's like a Twitter uh, joint. So Becky walks up the ramp, and Charlotte just chases her uh, down and attacks her from behind. Uh, and they have a ringside brawl. The geeks come out. The crowd was chanting, let them fight. Unlike, uh, you know, when they were asking Dean Ambrose and Nia Jax to fight, this one made sense. Um, Charlotte with the full heel turn tonight, uh, I feel like. Uh, and, you know, they take turns charging out of being held back. It was a huge pull-apart brawl. Um, this was awesome. crowd was fully behind Becky. They were chanting this was awesome during this time. And that was our opening segment. Uh, from there, our uh, truth took on Shinsuke Nakamura, they announced, for the U.S. title. So, R-Truth was out here, and him and Carmelo were rapping to the What's Up song, and they showed R-Truth getting jumped by Nia Jax and laid out at the Royal Rumble. R-Truth then cut a promo. He said, you want to know what's up? This past Sunday at the Rumble, I got jacked up, thanks to Nia Jax, and I never got to enter the Royal Rumble. Carmelo says, we worked hard to win the number 30 positions by winning the Mixed Match Challenge, uh, and, you know, R-Truth... You know, he could, he could have won. And <laughs> um, R-Truth got back on the mic. He said, one minute I was rapping, the next minute I was napping. If uh, <laughs> if, if Nia didn't attack me, I would have won. You know it, and I know it, and the McMahons know it. That's why they gave me this U.S. title opportunity now. So we got Shinsuke Nakamura and R-Truth. Nakamura flew out the gate uh, with a one-foot drop kick and a reverse explorer suplex. It looked like it was going to be a squash at this point, but it wasn't. Uh, he went for the Kinshasa and caught that R-Truth move where he rock-bottoms himself uh, <laughs> in the process. Uh, Nakamura rolled out the ring, and Truth rolled him back in for a two. Uh, they went to commercial from there. Uh, back from break, R-Truth was up in a fireman's carry position. Like Nakamura was going to give him like that Dana Brooke finisher. Um, but instead of getting slammed, R-Truth uh, won the match with a small package reversal out of nowhere when Nakamura didn't kick out. And this looked really weird because they played it and showed it. It looked like the ref only counted two and Nakamura kicked out. But the bell rang anyway. Uh, so the ref fucked Shinsuke Nakamura out of the title one day after he wins the U.S. title back on the pre-show of the Royal Rumble. Um, so this is them really telling you it doesn't count. Like, so um, Nakamura was furious. And, the potato is hot. Yes, Nakamura was furious. And immediately my phone started blowing up with folks talking about, man, Nakamura must be out this bitch. So, <laughs> you know, um, Rusev came out and he was like, wait, 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 what is going on here? He says, I took the title from Shinsuke Nakamura because the U.S. title deserves better than Nakamura. And this belt for sure deserves better than our truth. And if you're, you're not too tired from your grueling victory, let's run it. The crowd shockingly does not want our truth to fight uh rusev they just want him to take the belt and go on uh but the whole time lana and carmella are jawing at each other and then lana still has her injury from last night and carmella shoved her down rusev was pissed about this so rusev like steps up like he's gonna go after carmella but our truth steps up like um when you're like that's a female like craig going in front of debo <laughs> like <laughs> Like our truth dropped the jokes or whatever. Like, uh, bro, that's another one. That's another one about this, right? Where with Debo, just sorry, side, side note. Debo was out here jacking people, strong arm robbing people left and right, snatched people's chains and all this other stuff. And to put it just to hook to put it on the, over the top that he actually was evil, they had him punch up, uh, punch me along. Like 
okay, I get it. He's a bad person. Do I need you to go all the way over the top? Like, what What else will you have done to have further demonstrated this person's evil? Go ahead. Sorry. He's evil. Yeah. Um, but uh, Rusev then... He, des- he deserves to get hit in the head with a brick. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so Rusev has a quick match with R-Truth and ends up getting rolled up. Uh, and so R-Truth beat Nakamura and Rusev back-to-back. And then all of a sudden, Rusev turns heel and beats up R-Truth with Shinsuke Nakamura, throw Rusev dead in the trash, it is now finished. Uh, and this man's a heel now, so this is one more thing that, you know, I, I don't know why you turn Rusev heel, but maybe this is, like, this is one more babyface they, they take away from SmackDown. Who's left? Dude. Mustafa, Jeff, and Ray. Is there anyone else? Pretty much it. Pretty, Bro. I'm guessing I'll go R-Truth now, of course. Oh, and R-Truth. AJ. Yeah, and R-Truth, yeah, who's the U.S. Yeah. champion now. Yeah, so we have, like, five baby faces in the middle single division on SmackDown now. And, like, one of them is actually a star. And we have, like, like ten heels. They have, like, ten heels. Like, yes. <laughs> so, so um, Becky was walking out of the arena. Kayla Braxton flatted her down. Uh, Becky says she doesn't need to spend any more time on the shelf. And she drives out. She was selling the leg. So we saw the last of Becky for the night. Rey Mysterio was out next. Uh, and they went to break. They cut back to our truth when they came back in the trainer's office, and he had a sore arm. So Zelina all of a sudden comes out to meet Rey Mysterio, but and, and runs a promo, uh, runs him down the promo. And then Andrade comes out the crowd, it seemingly, and attacks him from behind. And he was in a suit. Uh, Andrade instantly moved into the best wrestlers list. Uh, (laughs) Andrade went for the three amigos, and the crowd started booing, but he only hit two of them. Um, Ray hit, uh, took control, but got caught trying to do a six one nine, and pretty much laid out with the hammerlock DDT. So yes, Andrade versus Ray is continuing. Um, They will not be in the elimination chamber match, but it looks like it's going to keep going they said this isn't the last time these guys are going to fight uh so russo was in the back and okay, james this is, okay this is where i caught out of that all right so and i saw all this with no context so i'm just like what uh, yeah so and i'm glad at least he caught me at a speed so i know what's going on so uh we're in the locker room with carl anderson and gallows they approached rusev they said they didn't like how he and nakamura attacked our truth um not our uh, Rusev says, you know, more or less, what are you going to do about it? And he says, how about you uh, and Nakamura take on a, these two, these two good brothers. And then he told that nowhere, man to go back to catering too. Yeah. Yes. He did mention that he should go back to care. Uh, they should go back to catering and he should also take his, his tall ball friend with him. So then all of a sudden out of nowhere, apparently after all this beef and, and, you know, wife injuries, like Nakamura and him share the same locker room and Nakamura walks up from the side and they agreed to have a match next week. And, and Rusev looks to him and pulls the old sting and says, don't screw me. Well, he didn't pull the pulls, the, the full sting. The full sting was, you know, if you screw me, I'm going to get you. But, uh, so then we move on from there. So then we get Shane and Miz walking down to the ring. We come back from commercial break and they come out and this is the world's greatest tag team. Uh, they look so happy to be champions. Miz actually looks like halfway sincere. Um, the crowd's actually into it. They're happy for them. Uh, 
they get to the ring. Uh, Vince gets Vince Shane gets on the mic and he he gets choked up, saying that um, I got a surprise for you and I think you're gonna love it. And I'm you know, and he starts choking up. And uh, you know, last week you showed me a video package, or two weeks ago you showed me a video package, and um, it, it kind of it hit me in my heartstrings, and I and I'm gonna try to return a favor. They roll a video package showing um, you know Miz fighting through the World Cup shows him uh, shows him getting injured and then they show the replay of how he just basically <laughs> gets off the apron to the floor and, and then lands on both feet as God intended to and then he sells like a leg injury. It's all it reminded me of like the, the Kendrick Perkins injury in the 2000, 2010 finals, whatever. So uh, shows Miz uh, being injured and says he never gets hurt and then they show Shane decide to take his place and he wins the match and then it shows their relationship progress progress over the over the months um and then it showed the point that really got shane on board where he says you know i'm doing this because i'm trying to you know impress my father my my father um never really said he's ever been proud of me and then it shows shane actually like trying to get kind of understanding miz and then from there they team up uh and then shows them winning the titles at world rumble and you know, crowd claps, they come back, and then um, they show Shane again saying, that, like, here's my surprise, he gets choked up, and then all of a sudden they say, I, you know, here's, you know, um, here's Miz's dad. Miz's dad comes out wearing a, 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 Miz, a Miz and Max shirt uh, or jersey. Uh, he comes down to the ring, and he hugs uh, Miz. Miz says, you told me you were on a flight this morning. Uh, so he says, you know, you know, I love you. I love you, Mike. And I just wanted to let you know, I've always been proud of you. And then they hug and then Miz hugs him. And then, you know, you almost expecting this moment because Shane is in the background, like tearing up and everything. You almost expect like Miz to kind of get that emotional, emotional too. Miz is like, looks like he's, he's annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. He kind of was like, oh boy. Like, yikes. Can this get you over with? So, um, they then hug and then um then Shane goes and announces that there is a four way for number one contenders match to determine who's next uh who's the next challenge to the next pay per view or the next big show. And um we go to the back and we get Caleb Braxton interviewing Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Ooh. Oh boy. Um both with so, the hair down. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm not commenting on that. So Mandy Rose says that it's not easy being her, and she pointed that people are always trying to knock her down. And uh, the fly ref wondered why Rose is trying to destroy Naomi. She never did anything to her. And then Mandy says, "Show the video footage that I that I gave you uh, earlier today." So they roll the footage from Tough Enough. I guess it's 2015, and one of the contestants is Mandy Rose, and it's also it's all definitely 2015 because it was Team Bad. It's Natalia, Sasha, a young a, a young new up to the main roster, Sasha Banks and, and veteran Naomi. And Naomi is telling uh, them that they don't think that they're tough enough and have the drive to actually make it in the business. And she catches Mandy smiling. So she ha- has Tamina give her a body slam and then also give her uh, the, the, the splash off the top rope. So they cut back and, Mandy explains that 
she had psychological issues of confidence and she and she was crying um a lot in her boyfriend because she was so emotionally ruined from the experience um of tough enough like dumped her and then and then she and then she can't finish any work because she's so distraught and she's goes she's in tears and then Sonia basically picks up cuts in from there and says she made I was there after that um I was she said I was there even after the cameras were off it was even worse and she also she goes on and says that it made Mandy cry and Mandy never cries. Meanwhile, in the frame, guess who's also in the frame crying, Rich? Mandy Rose. Mandy, Mandy Rose. So they so then they use that to explain that she developed a, a, a complex and her boyfriend because her bro, boyfriend broke with her broke up uh, with her over the years. Um she's decided to because of that, she decided to break up Naomi's marriage. And um but she said for now the focus for Rose is to uh, focus on these te- women's tag titles. The end. What do you think it is? I was like, so these people want us to remember nothing 90% of the time, <laughs> right? Now they're going to reach into 2015 and ask us to be like, oh, this this is a solid storytelling device. This is honestly what they should be doing all the time. If they just respected people and and their and what they remember and and the stories they could tell, if they tried to be uh, more forthcoming with pulling stuff out of the past, I think uh-huh. this would it wouldn't be such a, of an eye roll for me. Yeah, yeah, and also it would help if like they actually use stories to tell and inform other uh like stuff they pull stuff from the past to inform stories that they're planning on following through on as opposed to picking up and dropping mm-hmm. and also one thing also that gets me is like not only do they pull from the past when they do all this shit to make you forget to punish you when you ever remember anything that happened more than a week ago they pulled from tough enough that's not even the sh- that's like you know what i'm saying like they basically pulled from another universe on this shit. It, okay, it's like if you're a comic book reader, you understand this. Like, you're reading a the big gigantic crossover story that has like the Hulk and the and Iron Man and all the Avengers, and then like you're also reading a tie-in that's like, oh yeah, like this one this one issue of of uh, the Fantastic Four uh, ties into this large thing that Marvel is doing has been doing for the entire year. It's like. And I'm supposed to go back and remember this? Like, okay, thanks, thanks. Yeah, I'm not reading that. Yeah, and I sh- and nor and and I'm don't and don't expect me to either. Anyway, so, um, so then uh, we get the Usos to come down to the ring. Um, we get the bar heavy machine, or in you get the bar in the new day. They made the entrance during commercial break. Come back, heavy machinery comes out. Um, so they on it, SmackDown, I guess. Yes, I guess so. It's an elimination match. Um, it, it's a it's a lot of Otis o, Otis uh, getting himself over, <laughs> pretty much, and the, and then everybody else between the bar, the Usos, the New Day, doing what they normally do in a great match. Um, bunch of flying around, bunch of uh, it, bunch of times it breaks out into an eight way, bunch of dives. Uh, Otis gets the first pinfall on um the New Day, and then along the way, uh, Otis is in the ring for most of the match. He does, he does the caterpillar, caterpillar worm deal or whatever. Get, he's getting over. 
and then all of a sudden he gets what he gets out of the ring. Um, Tucker Tucker Knight gets in. He takes a pinfall. They're eliminated. And then it's down to the Usos and the New Day. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Usos in the bar. Um, the Usos like very quickly after the the the, the previous fall, they uh, land a dive onto Sheamus and they end up picking up the win. So they're going to fight the best in the world, even though they might be the best in the world themselves. James, breaking news <clears throat> that just came through to my phone. Hideo Itami has asked for and received his WWE release. Um, Itami, he was creatively unsatisfied. Yeah, don't say. It has never gone right for him in this yeah, company. Like, he got injured and uh, it, it, was, it was going okay when he, until he got injured and then he came back and they almost like forgot about him. You know, we talk about how Neville, how, you remember how the storyline for, or the tag for Neville was like, he's a man that gravity forgot. Well, what well, Hideo is the man that creative forgot. Yeah. It, it looks like they're going to uh, re- actually release him and give him that 90 day, uh, no compete. And ah. yeah, Hideo Tommy gone from WWE. So another guy that just slips through the cracks of, of world wrestling entertainment. Yeah, I mean, and you know, when he was in that, remember, you, uh, I think we'll all remember that picture of him and, and Kevin Owens and Neville and Sami Zayn and Finn Balor. Yep. And like, we thought that was a complete change of that was like a new era of NXT. Um, and you know, they did a lot of great work there, and it's a shame that like literally everybody worked out except for him. And you know, a lot of that is due to the injury thing, but in timing and everything else, but like, just didn't work out, and then you know. 205 Live, a lot of people don't want to be on 205 Live, even though, like, a lot of them, some of the best workers in the world are on 205 Live, but just, there's, you know, no show money, you know. A lot of You're them having, have like, one little, match a month. Yeah, very uh, very little of them have, um, you know, have merchandise to sell. Yeah, I, you know, stockpiling talent, man. This, 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 this is, what is happens. the system that it, uh, I'm going to have to write a column about this. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're, they're hoarding talent. I mean, and it's, it's easy for anyone to see. Yep. Uh, I, don't, I, don't I don't even, I don't, I don't even know how someone can deny this at this point. <laughs> yeah. And then also, like, for them as a business, I don't necessarily blame them because, like, that's what you should do. But, I mean, you hire so many people. Like, like if you get this many toys, you're not going to be able to play with all, all right? Right. So, you know, that's, that's that's the nature of the game. And he was underutilized, and a lot of guys are, but, you know. Um, wow. And Arya Davari turned on him tonight in 205 Live. So, yeah. Oh, that's how they wrote him off. Yep. Okay. Um, and at, least, at least, at least they're using that. At least they're using that for some use. You know, the way it is right now, with so many people wanting out and everything else, like they, some people might just like he just off, just written off TV. Never to be, never to be heard from or seen from again. Saw an interesting comment on Twitter. We will never know who attacked him in the NXT parking lot five years ago. Oh, it was Kevin Owens. <laughs> we know it was Kevin Owens. He's like, remember he walked by? He's like, such a shame. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Oh, so do you bring that up to mention or to bring up the fact that like this wasn't the first time with uh when Alistair Black that wasn't the first who done in NXT history that we're trying to put up. Okay, Co- correct. All right. <laughs> okay. So, um, Daniel Bryan comes down to the ring with new heavy Rowan. Uh, he asked the fans if they know who won at Royal Rumble. The crowd's broken to loud Becky chants. He goes no. 
he the he said uh he's the one that won and uh because he won everybody else won he reminded everyone that he's the planet's champion not the people's champion the planet's champion i like that um he doesn't expect people to understand since they don't know what winning is like um he said that's okay because he found someone that listens to him and then he brings out Rowan. um great yeah brian says that that Rowan enjoys reading and is Brian's intellectual peer. Uh, he pointed out that AJ Styles is sometimes is right. Sometimes he admitted that, that he is in fact a hypocrite because he carries around the WWE championship. Uh, he points out that the belt is made from cow. He named the cow Daisy. Um, the crowd breaks into each Daisy chant because of course, uh, Brian said that Daisy had to give her life for a, for a symbol uh, Ron then brings brings a garbage can in, into the ring, and then Brian throws the WWE title into the trash. Rich, me and you are, have argued on this show before, in this specific Tuesday show um, on LFP Radio about whether or not like we're in full WCW mode. We're throwing WCW, <laughs> we're throwing WWEF championships into the fucking trash. Are Are you on my side yet? No, no, I'm not there, but. Like it's another one of those like wow they're doing they're doing stuff that WCW did. <laughs> it's like look some things are cool other ones are just like that might not be the best for business my friend. Uh so so then the um just incredible so as he so as he throws a tra- as he throws so he holds the belt and says this and let's go and as it hits the hits it to the trash can he says it's trash. And then the crowd says, starts chanting, goodbye, Daisy. <laughs> just, just this crowd. So uh, Brian said that when he became champion, he promised to change the WWE. He revealed the new belt. And it, he said the belt was made from organic hemp and, uh, and carved from a naturally fallen oak tree. And this belt looks like. It looks like a damn. It looks like it's made out of a damn knapsack. I don't. <laughs> Bro, it looked like a kid's this, toy belt. I mean, I mean, they're all they all like kids' toy belts, but yeah, this one looked especially <laughs> like like a gimmick, right? Like, I mean, it did look. It did have that wood grain though. <laughs> <laughs> it did have that wood grain. So, so, oh, Lord. so anyway. Yeah, I, I was so just anyway. staring at the screen like, this is just this is too much. Like, I just. <laughs> So, so then, uh, oh man, so then, um, AJ Styles comes out and interrupts, and Styles asks if Brian was smoking the championship belt, and then, uh, and then the crowd says, yes, you were, and then all I can think of is Stephen A. Smith saying, stay off the weed! (laughs) So, next thing you know, Randy Orton comes out, uh, they go to commercial break, and then they come back, and all of a sudden, like, Jeff is Jeff Hardy's in the ring, uh, and he's asked for a title shot as well. And then Mustafa Ali comes down to the ring, and he's demanding a title shot because everybody else is already out there. He gets himself into the ring. Randy Orton says, "Hey, didn't you get eliminated by Nia Jackson uh, last night or two nights ago?" Uh, so then, all of a sudden, next thing you know, you, Samoa Joe comes out, and Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy tried to come out there and, and um and tried to say like 
and tried to say something. I can't remember because Joe just decided to let this like be a, a dragon from Game of Thrones, just bring the fire on all these poor fools and roast them. So that said, man has uh, unlimited material on Jeff Hardy. Yes, he said he should. Joe said that Jeff that he should treat this like an AA meeting and shut his mouth while Joe is shares with the group. I was like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> like he, like okay, so I was Rich, like, he turned like, face. Fuck. Like he, bro. Like he literally just out of nowhere. Like he pulled. He's like he pulled out the Super Smash Brothers mallet hammer and just walked him over the head. Like and it got him off. It knocked his ass off the stage. Like remember that you know that Yoshi hammer meme? Rich? Yes, yes. Like, he, like, like, like he basically hit him ones. over the head one of them joints. Right. So, oh man. So he. <laughs> So he talks a different. He says stuff to every single body, but then next thing you know, he he squares up and he finishes on AJ Styles, uh, and he says, he says, <laughs> he says something on the lines of, "How is our girl doing?" So then AJ naturally clocks him in the face. While this is all happening in the background, you see. Daniel Bryan backsliding underneath the bottom rope out of the ring because he's like, they finna start fighting. I want no smoke. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm out of here. Along, along with Rowan. Uh, so then everybody start, Everybody in the ring, the five challengers, Ali, AJ, Orton, Jeff, uh, I'm forgetting the, the fifth person. Uh, they all start fighting in the ring and all around the ringside, even going over the barricade uh, up up towards like uh, one of the 100 section ramp, uh, ramps. They start fighting everywhere. Brian, while they're all fighting, gets on the top on the top of the announce table and says, um, "No one deserved a title shot against them." So then, all of a sudden, Triple H shows up on the on the Titantron and interrupts Brian and noted that Brian isn't defending the title against one of them; he's defending against all five of them inside the Elimination Chamber. Brian looked shook and just like upset, and he was having just couldn't, he couldn't handle it. So they cut back to everybody still tussling while this happening because nobody ever stopped fighting because, of course, while you start in the middle of a fight, that's sounds like a good way to lose a fight. Correct. Daniel Bryan, while this happened to him and Rowan, they scurry out. They scurry literally from the announce table all the way to the uh, to the top of the ramp. People start fighting towards him, and then we cut to black as, as pandemonium ensues. Oh, Elimination Chamber. So maybe it wasn't the Royal Rumble they were going to fuck him at. Maybe it's the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> oh, and, that's, and that's another one. Like, we don't define. We do not have a. We won't have it. A, we, the Elimination Chamber for the men's side will not determine who uh, is a challenger at WrestleMania. Correct. So I don't know how. To, who knows what they do? Who knows what they do? The the rumor I heard was Randy Orton and AJ Styles for the WWE Championship, but I think that would be I mean, absolutely we, heard, horrible. We, yeah, we've heard that before too. It's like, like it's way too soon to go back to AJ with the, with, the, with the title, and Randy Orton has been nowhere to be found for weeks at a time on TV. Just like almost everybody but AJ and and Ray and Brian on the main. It's weird. It's really weird. It's crazy, man. Um, but yeah, that was SmackDown. We will be back with the LeBron James You Bum of the Week and our Wrestler of the Week. A name caller. What I say? Call Let me hear you say it. Call him a bum. <laughs> I'm going it's to not a name call. Uh, well, you, right. you bum. Told her 
That's the plan. Welcome back. You already know what it is. It is time for the LeBron James You Bum of the Week, um, as well as the Wrestler of the Week. But first, we start with the with the bums. So, our five nominees making his return to Monday Night Raw and immediately getting put on the Bum of the, the Week list for the Little John rule, the Jeff Jarrett rule, essentially being a finesser, Jeff Jarrett is on the LeBron James you bum of the week. Uh, you, you show up uh, for the first time in 20 years on this show and you leave with your ass whooped after singing that song that nobody knows the words to. Um, <laughs> and, and, and you was out there dressing well, well, well younger than your age. Mm. Yeah. Je- Jeff Jarrett's. Yeah. You, you on the list as they say. Dean Ambrose, uh, a little bit of the little John rule, the run up, you get done up, but um, he was. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Elias put that wood, put that wood to his back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep. I just had to say the immature bullshit. I'm sorry. Yep. Put that wood on him. <laughs> So Dean Ambrose lost his match clean to Seth Rollins, uh, got completely disrespected by the crowd. Uh, he tried to be sentimental with the crowd. They wasn't hearing it. He got cut off by Nia Jax. Nia Jax bopped that man in the back of the head. He didn't do shit. He got held back by the geeks and then left. Um, yeah. Um, Jeff Hardy, who's just in the line of fire when it comes to Samoa Joe, no matter what, it seems like. This is his new gimmick, as far as I'm concerned, uh, to go out there and be outraged after Samoa Joe just lights him on fire. He gave that man one bar, and it, but the bar was so hot. I'm yes. sorry. Yes. He, he, he just got to be on the list. Like, if, Sorry, bro. The list, look. These lists don't love nobody or hate nobody. You just when you get when you get it, you get it. You're there, uh, Rusev. So he thought he was doing something when he came out there to uh, absolve our truth of the U.S. title, but he ended up losing immediately, damn near, and getting rolled up and beat by our truth, who had yeah. just wrestled a match immediately before that. That's um, a quick way. To, that's a quick way. Like that is a like it's one thing to. Uh, you know, start a fight and then like someone finishes finishes on your dumb ass. Like is what is a whole other thing. To you were in a in a sanctioned bout. They went in a, they went through a sanctioned bout, won or lost, and then you get into another one and and, the, and the, you lose the second sanctioned bout to a person that's in their second one. Mm-mm. You got and, to go on the list. And he, and he tried to step to a woman, um, <laughs> like he was going to strike her. Um, <laughs> so and the last person on the list was Mandy Rose, who took us through, you know, time travel, apparently, and her emotional distress over Naomi. It was just a bad performance. Um, Rhonda basically got herself off of this list with the second half of her promo. Otherwise, she had this locked up. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I know where I'm going with this. So. Oh man! I I can I can start if you want. Go ahead, you start. J E double F J A double R E double T Jeff Jarrett is my pick for LeBron James. You bum of the week. 
I don't know how many times we're going to see Jeff Jarrett. If I see Jeff Jarrett and he's eligible to be <laughs> voted for on this list, I'm going to vote for him if if he if he meets the bum criteria. And he thought he would. He thought that nostalgia pot was going to save him from the ass whooping. It did not. Jeff Jarrett, oh LeBron James, you bum of the week. Okay, so. That's hilarious, right? But honestly, got to say, like, we put Jeff on here for the jokes, honestly, <laughs> right? Like, if we go, if we go based on merit, you know, Rusev committed an ultimate an ultimate crime. That man turned heel to. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he like he lost he, he lost his lost, gimmick. No, no. Look, one, he lost our truth. Two, he lost our truth who already competed earlier, just just minutes earlier. In a title match. Yeah. And and on Sunday, Lana gets hurt in the middle of the match, and he's already about to team up with Nakamura. You got to go on the list for me. I'm I'm sorry. I love Rusev, yeah. but you, you got to change the stripes. There. You've actually convinced me over uh Jeff Jarrett. You you will not be the LeBron James you bum of the week. You will just remain the greatest finesser in the history of the wrestling business. Um, yeah. So hey, Rusev, we still we I mean look, we still got the video footage of that wood going to get his back. <laughs> so it don't matter. For look forever in HD on the WWE Network. We've also got it not only once but twice this week, James. So yeah. <laughs> So Rusev, you are the LeBron James U bum of the week. Um yeah, bad week for Rusev. Um Wrestler of the Week, however, is a completely different story. We got Becky Lynch, we've got Samoa Joe, we've got Brock Lesnar, we've got R Truth, who won the United States title and beat two men in sanctioned bouts back to back. And Elias, who whooped on Jeff Jarrett's ass for him coming out the hip hop, coming down to the hip hop, talking that shit. You dig? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the answer for me is Becky Lynch. Um, won the Rumble, um, most overstarred the company. Um, you know, cut. Or, you know, was responsible. Her and Ronda's chemistry um, when they went face to face was just, you know, it, it was electric, and it, it, it you know. It, it, was, it felt like money, and it felt it almost like made you feel like we we didn't miss we didn't miss Survivor Series at all. Like it, it's like they picked up right where they left off. Yeah, and they have more history because of the whole TLC thing with the screwing of the uh, with pushing both of them off the ladder. Like, yeah, man. Like they, I I never I you know, if you had told me when I started watching wrestling again in 2011 that like we're gonna have like oh in X number of years there are gonna be a point to where like not only are they treating the women with uh are they giving the woman the ball to run with like they're actually get to a point to where like they can grow to actually become like the main event of WrestleMania and it ain't no it's not no uh like it's absolutely deserved 100 they're by far and away the most over people in the company on an everyday basis I I don't know if I would have believed you, but I'm glad this I'm glad we're at this point and it's it's awesome. So yeah, Becky. I'm going to agree. Uh, Becky Lynch literally showed up on two shows, cut two great promos, uh, whooped some ass, uh, yeah, verbally and physically. Yep. Just was such a magnetic force. 
if you don't see what people are seeing in Becky Lynch, get your eyes checked. Check the hate in your heart. Um, and, and <laughs> all my thing that. Is this. My thing is this. Like, if you're not in on necessarily her or, or sold on her, you can't tell me you're not sold on her performances, right? Like, it's, like I mean, granted, like, there have been plenty of times where, like, I'm not necessarily buying a character or whatever else, but, like, they win me over because, like, their television segments are good, whether it's the matches or the talking segments or whatever else. And this woman, since perhaps since uh, the night after SummerSlam, has been hit, has been like at a batting average at a rate that, like, you know, in this era is just like mind boggling. Like, she, you know, like she's like hitting 400. Uh, uh, she's NBA so, Jam uh, on fire. She's Larry Bird at the three point rack. She's Jordan at the end of the game. Um, <laughs> like she's on she's on some other shit like yeah man and, and, and um yeah so i so for me like you know so at some point this you know if this keeps up like the consistency is going to just break your neck like remember, remember when uh uh i remember 50. uh sent back he was talking about jay-z like his consistency just breaks your neck like you just can't compete with that like and that's where we are with becky over this like this what uh this now like seven month run yeah, their six month run, like it's been amazing. Um, special shout out to R Truth, who may have squirmed into a wrestler of the week had ben- Becky Lynch not existed. But um, wrong week, bro. wrong week. This is, <laughs> um, but yeah, so Becky Lynch, you are the wrestler of the week. So that is Becky Lynch's, I believe, fourth wrestler of the week. Uh, since we started this, let me take a count. So I've got one. I've got two. I've got three. And this one is four. So the last time she was wrestler of the week was when the blood, uh, she had the blood wow. uh, with a bloody nose, broken face deal. So wow. uh, what was the better show? I'm leaning towards Raw. I'm going towards Raw, too, on this one because, like, you know, um, you know, I, I missed it, but I'm going off your recap. Um, as far as the beginning with um, Becky and, and Sasha, or Becky and Sasha, Becky and um, Charlotte, but it was really good. I think I think the I, I'm sure it was, but like the best thing from what I can tell on both shows was the Becky and Ronda face to face, and then um, I really liked I really really enjoyed like the opening segment with with Seth and um, and was was stuff that Seth had said at the beginning, and it's the first time where like. Seth felt like not just he was the most over guy um, of the brand, like he felt like a legitimate top star coming out there. Like the crowd loved him, um, and and he ate it up, and he was just so fired up and so um, into it, and like and like the crowd could actually like feel like it vibe with him. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Like you know, because we me always talk about with Seth, like a lot of times, like. He sometimes I feel like he's still that he's still a heel that is like playing pretend. Like this didn't feel like that. This felt like like last week with the Martin Luther King stuff, and this week like it felt like he was like he's really like tapping into like being relatable and likable. I really enjoyed it, and that's all I really want. Like you know me, like I love room for baby faces and everything, and like all I want is people to be likable and not to be shitheads or be dummies, and that's all. And this that's what it gave me. So um, I so I'm going for Raw too. Yeah, man. Um, so that is going to wrap up One Nation Radio for this week. Thank you guys for rocking with us on like this marathon episode here. Um, Post <laughs> yeah. pay per view uh, shows uh, on here. Like we usually do a couple minutes, and then we have the Ambrose story break. Um, 
in you know in the Hideo Itami story break in the middle of the show um, here. So <clears throat> yeah, man, uh, James, you got any final thoughts before we get up out of here? Um, not really. Uh, except for saying that, like, I'm really excited about like the two big thing, the two Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble winners. Like, it looks like their programs are set, and we have you know um, nine weeks of TV or nine weeks of TV or not uh, to get there, and they're already off to a great start. So I hope they just keep it up. Yeah. Um, make sure you guys check out all the other great shows here on Lords of Pain Radio. Um, of course, we have the global revolution tuesday mornings late tuesday nights you have one nation radio here with me and james wednesday sports entertainment is dead with samuel planned thursday the perfect 10 wrestling show with the our boy the implications friday the right side of the pond uh new show on lop radio all about elite with lop mystic and Miz fan and then the LP radio aftershock and kingdom of honor so make sure you guys check out all those other shows check me and james out over on the social suplex podcast network as well as the patreon if you would like to support one nation radio patreon.com slash one nation radio uh give us a little taste so thank you guys for listening to one nation radio we're out of here sorry chad